Thank you very much uh, for uh, inviting us to speak. Um, shall we? Okay, uh, we are now 12. So um, uh, I'd like to start by saying um, that it's a, a great honor to be in all of your association. I'm very conscious that this class is given by His Grace uh, Sunagopal Prabhu and that we shall never be able to uh, represent him uh, properly. Uh, we shall be able to speak a little bit only because of the training that we got from His Grace. Uh, without His Grace Sunagopal Prabhu, uh, we would never have understood Shaprapan uh, purely. So, uh, I just want this to be clear. And uh, <clears throat> also the fact that I'm speaking in many, in the presence of many senior Vaishnav, you know, this is, this is another thing. How can I speak in front of you all? Um, I was actually thinking about this today. Now, how can I come here and speak in front of many senior Vaishnavs? Uh, so, Sometimes, by the arrangement of the Lord, it, it happens that someone who's less advanced spiritually would be speaking. Um, just like he sent uh, Udava to Vrindavan as the spiritual master of the gopis, but actually it was Udava who was to be inspired by the devotional activities of the gopis. So um, I think this is a similar situation where I'll be speaking, but actually I'll get inspired by, by you all. I'm already inspired. Um, so I just wanted that to be said. So how should we proceed? Uh, there will be some specific questions maybe in the comment section. Is that it? So Hare Krishna to... Shreya Mataji, Hare Krishna to Pavitra Mataji in the comment section. I will. I will be sharing the link. I forgot to share the link. There's uh, some new bhaktas that um, we've come in touch with recently. And uh, they're actually from, uh, what is it, Adaman, Adaman Island. You know, in India, there's an island. Uh, east, you know, that separates the Indian Sea and the Adaman Sea. Anyone knows the name? Adaman Nicobar Union Territory. Sorry? Yes, bro. Andaman, yes. Yeah, so there's this island there and they, they are all from there and this young Bhakta is quite fired up. He already created a group. You can see... I mean, ISKM movement, you know, he created that and he added all his classmates in there. <laughs> yeah, his name is Udit. So he's very fired up. Uh, but I forgot to share the link. And they're all young, they're all at school, you know. So it'd be good if they can start attending our classes. I've sent them links for last week's class, but they were busy, they were saying. Okay, so I think we shall proceed with the Mangala Charana Prayer. 
Yeah, Andaman. Yeah, Shreya Mataji is saying Andaman. But there's two names, you know, there's something in Andaman. Andaman Nicobar. Nicobar. Ah, yeah, exactly. Andaman and Nicobar Island, yeah. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam. Om Agyanati Mirandasya Gananjala Shalakaya. Chakshuron Melatamyana Taismashri Gurave Namaham. Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yanabhutale. Swayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Tadati Swapadantikam. Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Uta Padakamalam Shri Gurum Vaishnavamscham. Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sagana Ragunantam Mitam Tam Sajivam. Sadvetam Savadutam Parichanam Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam. Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Shibishakam Mitamscham. E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Vina Bando Jagatpate. Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namastute. Tatta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari. Vrishabano Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priya. Vanchakalpatarubischa Gripa Sindhu Bevacha. Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namonama Namam Vishnu Padai Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Shimati Bhaktivedanta Swamiti Namine Namaste Sarasvati Deva Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschachadishatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasri Gaurabhaktavinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So I'd like to offer my humble obeisances unto the Lordship Shishinitai Gorasundar, unto uh, our revered spiritual master, as the Vangelisi Sibhaktivinanta Prabhupada, unto our revered Shiksha Guru, His Grace, Sunagopal Prabhu, and unto all the Assemble the bodies of uh, ISKM worldwide. So, is there any specific topics that you would like to discuss or any uh, question that you would like to ask? So, Krishna Prabhu, thank you for giving your association this platform on this platform really keen um, and i'm sure bhaktas will having a, a very very beneficial time for the next two to three hours and i will take for complete advantage of your association and uh, uh, hopefully the questions would be interactive and uh, i'm making the session more lively so thank you again for your session and i, I, I request and uh, my humble obeisance to all devotees associated or congregated here uh, to, to, you know, uh, ask any questions. Uh, it may be, no, do not hesitate. Please take full advantage. As to the, we have complete fire before us. And um, please no, no, take the right association. <laughs> I can be extinguished very easily. So, 
Yes, if there's any question, otherwise maybe we can. I think we got the first one, Subha Mataji. Subha Mataji. Oh, it's Subham. I'm, Prabhu, I'm not sure. Sorry for that. <laughs> Dr. Subham Sukla. So, how can we see Krishna everywhere? Yeah, well, <clears throat> oh, yes, that's a very uh, broad topic. How can we see Krishna everywhere? So this is way over my head already. <laughs> this is a higher caliber than my realizations. Um, but this is why we should be discussing um, Krishna Kata because everybody is benefited. This speaker and those who listen also. So we will all be learning. So um, we can read. Uh, from Shri Prabhupada's books together and we will learn and we will be discussing this, this topic. So how do you see Krishna everywhere? So the basic principle of seeing someone everywhere is it's love. Um, so Shri Prabhupada often gives this example of a child that because the mother loves the child so much um, uh, sorry, Prabhu, is it possible to do um, spotlight when I don't share the screen like this so that I can uh, be seen big? I think if you enable the, the function spotlight or something, my screen will come kind of pop out, you know. Kriti Guranga Prabhu, are you the one uh, managing? Hare Krishna Prabhu, is it possible to make my, my screen bigger so that everybody can see? Because when I, I speak, it's more personal, you know, that people see, just Krishna like in a temple. Hare Krishna Prabhu, Danut Pranam, Jisra Prabhupada. Prabhu, we can see um, you clearly, Prabhu. Oh, so I'm, I'm big now on your screen? Yes, Prabhu, yes, Prabhu. Yes, Prabhu. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, it's not happening on mine, that's why. Maybe I'm the one who's not. Uh... Okay, so um, Prabhupada gave this example many times, just like a mother, the child might be away, but when she sees um, the shoes or the socks of the child, immediately she remembers. So that remembering is based on the love. Uh, she might see... Uh, shoes or, or clothes of some other person, but it won't have the same effect because uh, love is not there. So in order to see Krishna everywhere, one must be in love with him. And for us devotees who are um, uh, sadhana bhakta, you know, we are trying to attain, attain the stage of love by our Sadhana Bhakti. So for us, we have to cultivate knowledge first. Um, because this um, spiritual advancement rests on knowledge. So at the moment, we need to be understanding who Krishna is. Because there is still doubts, you see. The whole... Um, 
the whole process of spiritual advancement rests on faith. You know, the three categories of devotees, right? So there's Kanishta Nikari, the neophyte. There's the Madhya Madhikari, one who is convinced of the philosophy and who's well-established <clears throat> into the bona fide principles, but he's not completely freed from doubts. And there's the Uttamadhikari. Only the Uttamadhikari is completely freed from doubts. He knows that when he's chanting Hare Krishna, Krishna is directly manifested in the transcendental sound vibration. The Madhyamadhikari, although he has faith in this, it is not um, fully, wholeheartedly accepted. And similarly, the deity in the temple, the Mahabhagavata sees Krishna face to face. He has absolutely no doubt that Krishna is standing in front of him. Uh, but the Madhyamadhikari still is not 100% convinced. So why is that? Uh, that means we need to hear more. You know, we need to um, have the, the, the transcendental knowledge being transferred from the heart of the pure devotee to the heart of the disciple. This is the whole um, Vedic system of parampara. And this is why we must have a Mahabhagavata as a spiritual master, because unless one has got this realization, he cannot give it to another. So if we want to be seeing Krishna everywhere, then there must be someone who sees Krishna everywhere to whom we surrender to. And only in this way will we be able to, to see him. So, um, Dr. Shubham, maybe you could turn off your camera. You're quite a young doctor. Huh? Okay, so we'll be seeing a verse here. I will be uh, sharing my screen just one moment. Just give me a second. Okay, so this is from the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 2. Okay, sorry, I haven't shared my screen yet. Yeah. Google Chrome. Okay. All right, can you see my browser here? Yes, Prabhu. Okay. Tato jagam mangalam machutam sam samahitam sura sutena devi dadhara sarvatmakam atma bhutam kashthayathanandakaram manastaha. Who would like to read the translation? May I read, Prabhu? Okay. Yes, sure. Okay, Prabhu. Thereafter, accompanied by plenary expansions, the fully opulent Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is all auspicious for the entire universe, was transferred from the mind of Vasudeva to the mind of Devaki. Devaki, having thus been initiated by Vasudeva, 
became beautiful by carrying Lord Krishna, the original consciousness for everyone, the cause of all causes within the core of her heart, just as the East becomes beautiful by carrying the rising moon. Hmm. So here the important point, the important word that Prabhupada used here is initiated by Vasudeva. Hmm. So you see the importance of initiation. What, what is this initiation? The Lord was transferred from the mind of Vasudeva to the mind of Devaki. So this constitutes initiation. And Prabhupada elaborates in the purport. As indicated here by the word Manastha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead was transferred from the core of Vasudeva's mind or heart to the core of the heart of Devaki. We should note carefully that the Lord was transferred to Devaki not by the ordinary way for a human being, but by Diksha, initiation. Thus, the importance of initiation is mentioned here. Unless one is initiated by the right person who always carries within his heart the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one cannot acquire the power to carry the Supreme Godhead within the core of one's own heart. Yes, so here... This is very clear. Unless one is initiated by the right person, who is that right person? Who always carries within his heart the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So this is the right person. And this is the Mahabhagavata. Because hmm, only him, due to having his eyes smeared with tinge of love, can he see the Lord everywhere. Now, one cannot acquire the power to carry the Supreme Godhead within the core of one's own heart. So what does that mean? That means he will not be completing the process of diksha. Because diksha, initiation here, is clearly that the Lord is transferred on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is transferred from the mind of Vasudeva to the mind of Devaki. So the, the samam banam of his initiation is when the Lord will be within our mind or within our heart. Our mind and heart are all uh, uh, synonymous. Here it says manastaha. Hmm. So the heart is the seat of the mind, right? So if we don't have a pure devotee as our spiritual master, we will never be able to also carry the Lord. In other words, initiation will not be completed. Because what is this initiation? Hmm. Initiation means transfer of transcendental knowledge. But ultimately, trans transcendental knowledge uh, culminates in realizing Krishna. And this is how we'll be able to see Krishna everywhere. Because... What does seeing Krishna everywhere means? It's not that, um, you see, it's not that Krishna, we're carrying Krishna and everywhere we're putting him there, like you know, we're carrying a deity or so on. It's just like if I'm wearing some uh, red shaded sunglasses. So whatever I see will be red. So the actual carrying is within me. It's not that it's external, but it's internal. So because the Lord is within the heart of the pure devotee, of course, he's within the heart of everyone. Uh, but there's a process. The example is just like ghee is within cow, right? We take milk from cows, we transform it into, you know, butter, we churn it, then we get, you know, we churn it into butter, you, we boil it down, and then we get ghee. But when a cow has got some diseases, according to Ayurvedic treatment, some diseases are treated with ghee. So we give ghee to cow, but ghee is already there in the form of milk within the cow. So how is it that it has to be extracted, it has to be treated, and then again given? So similarly, although the Lord is within our heart, there's a process uh, that, it, that we have to receive it. Again, 
or, or revive our eternal relationship with him. So that process is through the mercy of the pure devotee. You know, Krishna Setomara, Krishna Ditepal. So Krishna is yours. You can give him to me. So that is an important factor that distinguishes uh, contaminated devotional service from pure devotional service. What is that? Is that we can make advancements, you know, by our own efforts in sadhana bhakti. But ultimately, the Lord is not within our control, which means that even though we do everything properly, the Lord still has his independence. It's not that he's forced to, to reveal himself to us. We cannot force him. So even though we might be doing Mangalarti, we might be doing, which we should, we should never neglect these things. Still, if the Lord doesn't want to reveal himself to us, he will not, because he's fully independent. So ultimately, it rests really on, on utter surrender. You know, the Lord will be pleased only with complete surrender, not holding back anything. And the, the pure devotee will bestow the Lord upon his disciple who has understood that. So, um, before we proceed uh, further on this branch of topic, I would like to... Uh, Uh, show something else concerning initiation. So this is, uh, of course, very, very much quoted by by Prabhu. Where is my? Sorry, no? still, uh, okay. Can you see my screen now? Yes, Prabhu. Yes. Okay. So, so you know this as the process of uh, what initiation is. Huh? So who would like to read that, that part here? May I continue, Prabhu? Yes, sure. Yes, Prabhu. Diksha is the process by which one can awaken his transcendental knowledge and vanquish all reactions caused by sinful activity. A person expert in the study of the revealed scriptures knows this process as Diksha. Mm. So this diksha will uh, burn our material body, basically, um, because there is this verse also here that the transfer of transcendental knowledge is compared to fire. Mm, you can read that. Yes, Prabhu. The spiritual master can be compared to the lower kindling stick, the disciple to the upper kindling stick, and the instruction given by the guru to the third stick placed in between. The transcendental knowledge communicated from guru to disciple is compared to the fire arising from the contact of these, which burns the darkness of ignorance to ashes, bringing great happiness both to guru and disciple. Yes. So here's the picture. Can you see this picture? Yes, Prabhu. Okay. So... You see how they used to start fire before. So they have some a plank, a wood plank at the bottom here. They have a piece of wood in the middle and another plank here. And then they have a sort of bow-like instrument and they make it spin because the, the rope is dead and that, that stick will spin very fast. So the, um, the spiritual master is compared to the upper wooden stick, the disciple to the below one. 
and the instructions are here. Now, initiation is the fire that arises from all of this, okay? So in other words, here, one important point is that the, the contact within, between the spiritual master and the disciple is not physical. There's no physical contact. It is made, the contact is made through instructions. So if the disciple is surrendered to follow the instructions of the spiritual master, he is not disconnected. He's, he's in contact with the spiritual master. Mm. So even though, Prabhupada said it, even though a student remains with the, the spiritual master constantly, if he doesn't follow the instructions, he's not actually with the spiritual master. So the fire that will arise and that will be transferred, what will happen? Actually, the wood will, will start to burn, right? The whole point here is to start fire here. Okay, so what will happen? The very wood, the very fire, which is within the wood, will be manifested and will burn the wood to ashes. So this love of God is already within us, just like fire is already within wood, but there's a process to bring it up. And by this process, it will burn our very material body. Because we cannot serve Krishna with material senses. Prabhupada, many times, told us that. What is material senses? What is spiritual senses? Of course, now we have jnana concerning this, but vijnana is lacking. We still don't know exactly what is spiritual senses. So we have to follow a process, but one day we will start to understand. So by burning um, the covering of ignorance, the wood, the pure element, the fire, love of God will be shining and will be pervading. So there's another... Are you still seeing the picture at the moment? It's still the picture that you're seeing, right? Yes, probably. Okay. Who can? Okay. Nayavam viddaha puru. Naivam viddaha purusha kara uru kramasya pumsantarangri rajasajita shadgunanam chitram vidura vikata sakridda tatita yanname yanama debhyam adunasa jahat ibandham. Who wants to read this? My dear king, a devotee who has taken shelter of the dust from the lotus feet of the Lord can transcend the influence of the six material whips, namely hunger, thirst, lamentation, illusion, old age, and death, and he can conquer the mind and five senses. However, this is not very wonderful for a pure devotee of the Lord, because even a person beyond the jurisdiction of the four castes, in other words, an untouchable, is immediately relieved of bondage to material existence if he utters the holy name of the Lord even once. Okay, so a devotee who has taken shelter of the dust of the lotus feet of the law. Okay, so what is this dust? This is another topping here. Dust, of course, when we bow down to the spiritual master, we touch his lotus feet, just like we see Shri Prabhupada's murti in the temple. There's always some dust collected on his lotus feet, and that is nice that we take this dust and uh, apply it on our head. But there are many persons who do that and do not actually have a, a genuine um, servitude, servi serving mood to Shri Prabhupada. So actually the dust is actually the instructions of the spiritual master. That is spoken of in another verse where it is said that 
the instructions of the pure devotee are the particle of saffron dusts that emanate from the lotus feet of Lord Krishna. Mm. So actually, dust really means the instructions. Also, there's the physical dust, which is also very much potent. Uh, otherwise, why would we say that, you know, Vrindavan is, is uh, uh, sanctified by the dust of lotus feet of the Lord and, and so on, so on. But also the instructions. So we can uh, transcend the six influence material whips. So these are called the, you know, the kleshas, you know, hunger, thirst, lamentation, illusion, old age, and death. And he can conquer the mind and five senses. So basically, what does that mean? His, his body becomes spiritual. How can he be, conquer death if, you're not, if you don't have a spiritual body? Hmm. However, this is not very wonderful for a pure devotee of the Lord because even a person beyond the jurisdiction of the four castes, in other words, an untouchable, is immediately relieved of the bondage of material existence if he utters the holy name of the Lord even once. So there's no exaggeration here. It's just that there has to be a quality in the utterance and there has to be uh, careful uh, applying of the rigid regulative principles to make sure that we don't fall back into conditioned state. Mm. Just like someone might take a very powerful medicine, yes, he might be cured, but if he's not careful, immediately he will again become diseased. So what does that mean here that's an untouchable? Untouchable, the, the, um, the material body of the untouchable is very much degraded. It's in the lowest mode uh, of ignorance. Mm. Because we say that Shudra is in the mode of ignorance, but the untouchable are in lower you know, than that. So they cannot go. So how is it possible? That means the body is being burned mm. through the fire of transcendental knowledge, just like that wood that we've seen. The body is changing. And why is the body changing? Because it's acquiring the quality of the body of the spiritual master. Okay. So now, mm, I think here, Sri Prabhupada mentioned some things concerning this. Um, <clears throat> I think that was very much on Okay, yeah, read the last paragraph. Yes, Prabhupada. <clears throat> Shukadev uh, Goswami, you know, when a person, when a person, even though, when a person, even though a chandala is initiated by a pure devotee into chanting the holy name of the Lord, his body changes as he follows the instructions of the spiritual master. Yes. Although one so Lord, here, again, as he follows the instructions, what does that mean? That means he's associating with the spiritual master. Actually, you see, because there are some unauthorized people who will be giving the exact same instructions. Well, not exact, but at times, they will speak the exact same thing as Shri Prabhupada. They will tell you, yes, you must do Mangalarti, you must do this, you must do that. But why is it that their disciples are not making progress? The instructions are there. The secret is that the spiritual master is not bona fide. The spiritual master doesn't have a, a spiritual body. And therefore, associating with that so-called spiritual master doesn't have the real effect. Because we have seen the lower kindling stick uh, is associating with the upper kindling stick and the fire comes. So that means that if the spiritual master's body is not spiritual, how can we spiritualize our own body? It's not possible. Everything is done through association of 
higher authorities. Mm. Even though devotees were not fully, uh, I mean, to say liberated yet, if they give their association, that will also help, uh, you know, more junior devotees. But ultimately, to complete the process of spiritualizing, spiritualizing the body, to be qualified to receive the Lord in our heart, the association has to be made with a pure devotee. And the, this association is made through instructions. Association, you know, association means, right, we, we know, huh? uh, there's a, a offering of gift, receiving, and so on. But then there's inquiring, right? So this inquiring association, that is how we associate with superiors. We don't tell to superiors, we inquire from them. Hmm. So the body changes. Why we are developing better qualities? Why is it possible that a Chandala, who is a dog eater, you know, we know some devotees here in China that used that ate dog before. So why is it that they, they, they were so low in their qualities and now they're changing? So the association is all because Shri Prabhupada is there. No? Okay, continue. Mm -hmm. Although one cannot see how his body has changed, we must accept on the grounds of the authoritative statements of the Shastras that he changes his body. This is to be understood without arguments. This verse clearly says, Okay, so here, here said, you see, you give me should be inside. Um, maybe they can be muted. Hey. Two. Hare Krishna, maybe they can be muted. Two are here. So, uh, Hare Krishna, Pavanishwa Prabhu, and Rukmini Matajit. Uh, is it uh, you who sure. I think we are hearing you? Okay, so here, okay, although one cannot see how his body has changed, we must accept it on the grounds of the authoritative statements of Shastras uh, that he has changed the body. So to consider a Chandala to still be a Chandala, even though he's chanting Hare Krishna, that is great offense, that is lack of faith, that is uh, basing our understanding on the imperfect senses. I'm seeing He's, oh, he's uh, Chinese or, you know, Vietnamese or whatever. How, you know, he's, he, he's still that. No, he's not that. He's a devotee. We must accept. Why? Because Sastra says so. Not only Sastra, actually, Palena Parichiyate, through the also result. Mm, how much devotion that person is developing? How much detachment from uh, material enjoyment? How much realization of the Supreme Lord? Right? So... On the ground of Shasta, just like Prashadam. Prashadam, it looks exactly the same before and after being offered. But why, before being offered, we don't even dare to Himanshu Prabhu, could you mute yourself? Himanshu Prabhu, we can hear. So, but... After it has been offered, even though that same prashadam falls on the ground, we will accept it. We will eat it immediately. Why? Because faith is there. Mm. So that body has changed. Even materially speaking, the body changes. Right? Materially speaking, the body changes. So this, we, we all know. Ah. <clears throat> Are you seeing pictures now? 
I think so. No? So materially speaking, the, bo the body also changes every single time. So if materially speaking, something uh, achintya like this, inconceivable can occur, that all the molecules between the body are always changing every second, and we don't even see, then how not spiritually? Mm. There was one devotee once, uh, very well famous devotee, uh, one of the Ridvik, of the biggest Ridvik camp, the leader of that, he was saying in a class that these cells are prashadam cells. Actually, this is not, uh, you know, this is not the process. He was saying that by eating prashadam so many years, these cells will become prashadam cells. So he's trying to understand prashadam through a material effect. Why? Because he's saying that you eat, you eat, right? The body changes, you evacuate, you eat more. So all the cells will be changed. So you, the prashadam which you've eaten will come and will you know, replace those cells. So it's prashadam cells. That is trying to understand spiritual through material. So that, that leader of that Ritvik group, he's, he's, he's doing mental speculation. This is not how we have to understand. This is not a material process. Uh, spirit, spiritual process is a chintya. You cannot understand how it happens. You must just accept it. So by chanting Hare Krishna, even though one is a chandala, immediately his body changes. It's not the same anymore. Because body that we have is under the three modes of material nature according to the karma that we've done. So therefore, there's a sequence happening. But as soon as you eat prashadam or you, know, you, you chant Hare Krishna, especially you take initiation, that's the topic at the moment, when you take initiation, that, that um, chain of karmic reaction is broken. You, you break away from it. Because this is the three modes. Doom, 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 doom. You know? This is one um, sequence of karmic reaction from birth to death. You know? This is kind of a package. Because our karma is given to us in packages. What is that package? As soon as you're born... Boom, you have all the, the stars and the planets that are aligned, and that's it. You have been given a whole package for this life of pleasure and pain. So you're giving your karma in packages. It's not something that is very uh, linear always. It's more like big packages that we get. You know, I've read this today. Uh, Prabhupada speaks about that in, in the third Canto 31st chapter in the purports. So... As soon as you're born, you have a certain amount of pain and pleasure that is to be done. So you're following that, and you cannot break away from it. It's not possible. But when you take initiation, the spiritual master takes away all your sinful reactions, and he's giving you instructions that come from another world. That means that those instructions are coming from somewhere else. They have absolutely nothing to do with this chain. So it breaks. You're going somewhere else. It changes. And therefore, Prabhupada said a devotee might live only 70 years according to his chart, but because he's a devotee, he will live 90 years or so. So the Lord will change that. So that means the body has been changed because body and, and karma are, are, uh, cannot be separated. You know, Body means <clears throat> karmic reaction. This is our, uh, uh, our package that we get. But when we become spiritualized, there's a change here. So it, it's under a different potency. So that's how we have to understand. Um, okay, let's go back to that purport. <clears throat> okay. 
this verse clearly says, Sajahati Bandham. He gives up his material bondage. Okay, go ahead. Yes, Prabhu. The body is a symbolic representation of material bondage according to one's karma. Although sometimes we cannot see the gross body changing, chanting the holy name of the Supreme Lord immediately changes the subtle body. And because the subtle body changes, the living entity is immediately freed from material bondage. After all, changes of the gross body are conducted by the subtle body. After the destruction of the gross body, the subtle body takes the living entity from his present gross body to another. The yeah. subtle body so here, uh, the body is a symbolic representation of material bondage according to one's karma. This is what we've been saying just now. It's a symbolic manifestation of our package of karma that we have to endure, that we have to suffer or so-called enjoy it. Mm. So now, although sometimes we cannot see the gross body changing, that's a fact, it's, it's changing, but it's so subtle that we don't notice. But it's a fact that it's always, just like my daughter, she will be uh, five months soon. So I have not seen her grow, you know. But if I see pictures of her when she was born, I, you know, she's taken about 20 centimeters. So how did that happen? That means every single second, there's... A little bit more. She's growing a, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, you know, but it's so subtle that you, you never see it. But uh, the granddaughters of Labanga Mataji, who's a temple president here, when they come after, you know, two weeks or so, they notice, wow, she's bigger, she's bigger. So they can see. So it's so subtle. Now, chanting the holy name of the Supreme Lord immediately changes the subtle body. And because the subtle body changes, the living entity is immediately freed from material bondage. So that's what we were saying here, of course, in that uh, image that we show, we were only seeing the, the gross body, but the same thing applies for the mind because the changes of the mind, the sufferings that we get, you know, the thoughts, all of this is also within the package of our karma, mm, the nature that we get. And some people, you know, just like uh, uh, Subala, Subala Dasadikari, he was telling me, you know, how... Uh, like Western people are ruled by the moon, you know, Indians are ruled by the sun and so on and so on. So, and the moon is kind of the mind, right? So uh, what I've experienced is that generally Western people are more eccentric. Uh, they are more easily prone to be agitated. Mm. So I don't know if it has something to do with that, but probably. So at the time of birth, you know, those planets that are there will be affecting your mind. There's one bhakta at the moment. Um, he's uh, <clears throat> he calls me sometimes. You know, he's from uh, Australia, but he's Indian body, and uh, he's in a very pitiable condition. He's in a, a mental hospital, not really mental hospital, but you know, for people who have got mental disabilities, there's some help there. Not that he's uh, locked in, but he receive he can leave if you want. You know, so. And his mind is just torturing him so much. Sometimes he calls me and he just wants me to preach to him, you know. And I try to help him as much as, but I can see that the, the, the karma on him is just so heavy, you know. And his mind is just ha hammering him. So um, we had also one young Bhakta who joined in Singapore at one point, um, you know, from Germany. He was doing good in the beginning, but then this boy's mind was just such a mess. He could not uh, go over it. You know? 
he was just so strong that he he basically he could not make it you know he fell down so uh so birth although we say that yes you know bhakti yoga is is beyond uh, the body anybody can come and this yes that's all right this surrendering process it's a fact it's on the level of the soul but that surrendering process comes after many births otherwise why why is krishna saying you know uh, so he's also the Lord is saying, and even when he says everybody can approach me, women, shudra, workers, what to speak of the righteous king. And so why is there distinction there? Krishna is clearly making distinction of bodies, right? He's saying, yes, everyone can approach me, laborers, women, uh, you know, vaishas. What to speak of the righteous brahmanas? What to speak of the kings? And so that means there is something there, you know, by uh, pious activity, we get higher grades of body and that will help. Mm. There's three types of, of pious activity. Uh, uh, one type of pious activity will help us to uh, get mm, material enjoyment. That is not really the real pious, pious activity. That's, that's actually, it's useless. The second type will help us to achieve liberation. That's also useless. The third type will help us to come to devotional service. That's the real type of pious activity. What is that? that that's real agata sukriti. Huh? Just like you go see someone, uh, sir, would you like to give you know, $100? We're building a temple. He's not a devotee. He doesn't care. But okay, yeah, these Hare Krishna people are nice after all. Give 100 That's real pious activity because that in the long run will help him to become a devotee. So still material uh, body and mind uh, will help you know at birth so but but it's a fact also that there are some exceptions to the rules just like of course but all these are very exalted devotees but hanuman you know he was a monkey and it did not hamper his devotion there is this um, right this uh, uh, tribe lady also um, devotee of lord ramachandra you know, those qualities of those people are very low, but still somehow or other they're coming. Yeah. So that's why when we come to devotee, yes, the body is there. And Prabhupada gives this example, right? If you're a king, then maybe you have like uh, 10 zeros. But if you don't have Krishna consciousness, it's still zero. 10 zeros is still zero. And if you're a kabla, you have maybe one zero. And you add Krishna consciousness, then that's one, you know? So, but so still, the body will be um, brought to its real glory when one becomes a devotee. But still, they should not be uh, distinctions because, after all, what is important is the the devotional attitude. Uh, not all the other. Of course, when one becomes a devotee, he develops all the quality of the demigod. We know this verse, right? So, when one takes to Krishna consciousness, all the qualities of the demigod will manifest. Why? Because these qualities are in the mode of goodness, which is very close to uh, spiritual qualities. Mm. That's why we have to cultivate the mode of goodness. So, yes, those qualities will develop, but that will take time, especially for those who come from lower births. So, for example, here China, Chandala, is considered to be a lower birth. Mm. I speak of China because this is my situation. Of course, there's many, even us, Mleches, you know, the Western peoples is also a lower birth. But Chandala, the, the Kasha race is mentioned the last, you know, in that in that verse, right? That all the uh, Pulinga Pulkasha. So 
so all those qualities of you know maybe tolerance cleanliness all these things will be manifested less in the lower grade body and more in a higher grade body but that does not mean that you know the devotee who has more of these qualities will be more uh, has to be more respected than someone no because this is temporary Prabhupada says it's a fan the fan has stopped already this is not karma anymore you cannot judge that devotee on the on the material platform anymore. The karma is, is finished, but still the body is there, right? It's not going to be, uh, you know, transforming into a Vaikuntha four-handed right away. But the fan has stopped. Mm. So why are we discussing all this here? We're, we're speaking of the effect of initiation, that the material body is being burned up and that the spiritual body is slowly being manifested. Ah, so this is why we're speaking of those qualities emerging from the demigod. Um, this is why we're giving the, the difference between uh, a lower uh, birth and a higher birth, um, because there is uh, a process by which one becomes purified. And you know, so, okay, we go back to this purport here. We were, yeah, so we were saying, after all, by the subtle body, after all changes of the gross body are conducted by the subtle body. If you see, um, I'll give you an example. Someone gets bad association, okay? I'm sorry to show you this. I mean, it's not that bad, but uh, someone gets bad association, his mind becomes polluted. He starts to uh, become in the mode of ignorance. And thus, what will happen? His, you know, this is very deplorable, those poor people, you know, but you can see that how one is before and after becoming a drug addict. So why is the gross body changing that means the mind has changed first you know all these poor souls you know um, so the the gross body will change in accordance with the subtle body when one develops uh, sinful desires that i shall do this i shall do that the subtle body is already there the the, the sins the seeds of sins are already planted so for the, the, the flower to bloom in the gross body will take some time. Mm. Uh, but the desire is already there. I shall do drugs. I shall do this. I shall do that. Therefore, your chain of karmic reaction to, to get that body, which we've seen, you know, it's already there. You're going to get it. Mm. Because there's, there's, what is it, four or five stages of uh, sinful reaction, right? There is those who are unmanifest. There is the seedling form. There is those who are sprouting, those who are about to be felt, and those who are felt at the moment. So I believe it's five. Okay. Uh, you can finish this purport. Yes, Prabhu. After the destruction of the gross body, the subtle body takes the living entity from his present gross body to another. In the subtle body, the mind is predominant, and therefore, if one's mind is always absorbed in remembering the activities or the lotus feet of the Lord, he is to be understood to have already changed his present body and become purified. Therefore, it is irrefutable that a chandala or any uh, or any fallen or low-born person can become a brahmana simply by the method of bona fide initiation. 
Yes. So Brahmana is not um, something that we see a form, you know, it's not like, oh, the Brahmana must look like this. He must have this uh, skin color. He must be like, you know, real Brahmana means that the quality would become manifested. And especially what here it is said to if if one's mind is always absorbed in remembering the activities of the lotus feet of the Lord is to be understood to have already changed his present body and become purified. So the more one is capable of performing this maranyam, uh, this remembering Krishna, or basically to always be thinking of Krishna, whether it is while chanting, to be focusing on, on the holy name, uh, or listening, or you know, it, when we do deity worship, um, to be very much focused, so if we're capable of doing these things, that means we can feel the change of body taking place. Because according to our karma, our mind would be supposed to be thinking of, you know, gambling or women or making money, all of this. But no, it is thinking differently. That means it, have been, it has been reprogrammed somehow. Mm. So therefore, it is irrefutable that a chandala or any fallen or low-born person can become a brahmana simply by the method of bona fide initiation hmm. and that is how actually we can glorify Srila Prabhupada because you know I was a <clears throat> I was a there's a few a few devotees now that it happened a couple of times they were asking me online or in the comment section of our videos or what Oh, who's your spiritual master? You know, oh, you're doing great service. Who's your spiritual? So, of course, they always ask this when you go to any Eskon temple and you engage in a conversation. That's the big question. You know, who's your guru? But this time, the way I was seeing it, is, it was different. They were asking because they wanted to inquire, you know, somehow or other, they, they became uh, maybe in, impressed or uh, enthused by seeing a video. And they're asking, may I ask, you know, who's your spiritual master? So they are seeing, oh, these devotees, you know, these ISKM devotees, they're special. You know, maybe they don't know we're ISKM, but they're seeing us, right? And then they're saying, oh, they, they're, they're, they know, you know, right? They have devotion or they, somehow or other, they're seeing something different. So they want to inquire, who's your spiritual master? Because a guru is known by his disciples. So if we develop these nice qualities, if we're serious about following Shaprapad's instructions, mm. we will uh, be able to present uh, clean-cut philosophy. We'll be, be able to present, um, you know, very uh, first-class character, mm. men of character, women of character. Mm. We'll develop very nice uh, qualities. So if we are able to bloom in this way and become so many beautiful flowers that are offered at the lotus feet of Shra Prabhupada, then we will really bring glory to Prabhupada because the world will see that if these Ridviks are so unbonafide, how is it that they're shining in this way? So that's how we're going to be proving because Palena Parichiyate, the, the real proof of bona fide initiation is this is that one will develop beautiful qualities. One will have real knowledge. You know, everything will be sharp. He will be able to present the philosophy very clearly. Mm. So that is there also. Um, <clears throat> okay. So... 
here. Uh, what happened? I'm trying to open a link. Just give me a second. Why is this not? I'm just trying to do some something here which I've never done before. Just give me a. Okay. All right. Let me share the screen again. Okay, can you see this? Okay, that's not the one I wanted to share actually. Okay, it's the next uh, nine after. Yeah. Okay, can you read this? Yes, Prabhu. Gopinath Acharya replied, knowledge of the Samam Bonam, the absolute truth, is evidence of the mercy of the Supreme Lord. All right. So to understand this knowledge is evidence that we are receiving the mercy. It's evidence that we're properly connected. And that's how we're going to be able to show them that, yes, you know, we are there. Uh, another, another verse, of course, very famous, the Prabhupada often quoted. Why is this not appearing? Mm. This uh, Prabhupada books has been having a lot of problems recently. Unfortunately, so 647, I have to go here. Oh, what is that? Maybe it's two verse together or? What is going on? Okay, so here, Yasya Deve Parabarti, Yatha Deve Tatha Gurao, Tatihtha Prakasante Mahatmana. So, only unto those great souls who have implicit faith in both the Lord and the spiritual master are all the imports of Vedic knowledge automatically revealed. So again, here, the stress is based on faith. So to facilitate this transfer of transcendental knowledge, which is diksha, which is initiation, to facilitate that initiation process, one must have faith. Mm. Everything is based on faith, as we, we spoke at the beginning of this uh, talk. So if we have faith in Shri Prabhupada, mm. one, one time I asked Sunagopa Prabhu, you know, I asked him a question, I said, Prabhu, I said, what is the, if you could give me one advice on what has been helping you the most in your spiritual advancement? And he told me this. He said, have implicit faith in Prabhupada. So that's it. To have complete faith, you know. Uh, and faith means the instructions. You know, we're reading the books. We, we, are, we are reading so many different instructions. 
There are instructions that are meant for people who have got less faith, devotees who have got less faith, instructions meant for people who have got devotees who have got more faith. So the more we have faith, the more we will be accepting those instructions that are higher. You know. So all the import of Vedic knowledge are automatically revealed. So again, the, the fact that we will be understanding Shla Prabhupada books, that we'll be understanding the Vedas, is a proof that we're properly connected. Hmm. And the fact that they don't understand is a proof that they're not connected because they cannot explain. So if you cannot explain, that means you're not properly connected because, I mean, to say the spiritual master which you have accepted himself is disconnected. So therefore, the, the, the connection is lost, you know. So, <clears throat> yes. So, of course, you know also this... Uh, it's very important verse here, 11. Who wants to read this? Maybe someone else can read. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Mataji. Devotion, direct experience of the Supreme Lord and detachment from other things, these three occur simultaneously for one who has taken shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the same way that pleasure, nourishment and relief from hunger come simultaneously and increasingly with each bite for a person engaged in eating. Yes. So we must all be our own physicians, meaning we must test ourselves. Are we experiencing these things? Because devotional life is not stereotype. It's not that Ridviks are good, Iskon is bad. No, Iskon is good, Ridviks are bad. No, even within the Ridvik group, there's so much you know, nonsense going on. And you know, even, of course, our SKM is very pure. We have got you know, A1 philosophy. We have got all wonderful devotees. But even ourselves, we have to double check also. Are these things happening? Am I increasing in my devotion or do I feel a lack? Mm. Do I feel that I, I, don't, I, I, I don't like to do pujari? I don't like to be doing bhajan? You know, I don't like all these things. Or am I, am I feeling an increasement? Mm. Now that increasement, before we continue, that increasement is not something, um, it's not steady in the sense that, you know, just like when you make money, let's say, uh, you start a business, today you make 100, next day you make 150, next day 200, next day 250. Next, It's never like this. It's like this, you know, a chart, just like a stock exchange. You know, you invest in some stock uh, and then it goes up. It never goes up like this, like a straight line. It's always some zigzagging thing. So don't be disturbed by the zigzagging. You must take two points that are far from one another. And in this way, you will see your spiritual advancement. Because sometimes you may be fired up, you know, you do this, you do that. And then what happens? The next day, somehow or other, something happened. Definitely there's a cause. Uh, you feel less enthused. You feel that what's going on, you know, this is very hard. This is stuff. Uh, I've been chanting. I've been doing everything. Why is it not working? Okay. So that's, that's natural. You know, in the, in the initial stage, we're all, we're all, we're all there. So... It will do like this, but you should take two points far from one another. So, okay, three years ago, where was I? 
Now, where am I? Then you compare, then you can see. That's why when they see these stocks thing, for those of you who have seen some stocks graphs, you see there's always a line that they trace, you know, like January 1st, 2019, January 1st, 2022. Then they can see the progress clearly without being distracted with all the ups and downs. So this is what is happening to our spiritual life. We're getting up and down, up and down. It's a whole roller coaster, you know. I myself, if I can speak a bit about um, my beginning, <clears throat> well, it was, uh, it was so hard, you know, to be alone. So that's why I, I feel compassionate when I see new devotees that are coming and they're alone. You know? uh, but they're very fortunate that they have got this, you know. When I started Krishna Consciousness, I, I started reading Bhagavad Gita. I was here in China in 2014. And um, I had been in China for already six years at that time. I was in 2008. I came here. But I was living as a karmi, you know. But my father had given me this Bhagavad Gita. So my, my parents are devotees. Uh, I was born in Iskon in Montreal. But anyway, so as I... As I came to China, my father had given me this Bhagavad Gita, but it was sealed. You can see it's a bit aged. It was sealed, not because I'm a, I'm a great scholar, it was because I'm a rascal who didn't take proper care of it in the beginning. I was just carrying it, you know, in my bag and not taking good care of it. So it's my fault. And uh, he had given me this, and only in 2014 did I open that and I started to read. So at that time, I was here alone in China. I did not know the Matajis, I did not know, and at that time, I did not even know much about Vedic system, you know. And so at that time, why, why I'm speaking this again, it's all related to that, that, that subject that we are changing our body, right? We are trying to uh, basically kill the, the, the material conditioning that we have, the bad qualities, and we're changing because this is also warfare. Shri Prabhupada said that we are also doing warfare because when you make a devotee, you're actually killing a demon and making a devotee at the same time. It's even more efficient than swords and you know, bow and arrows because you're killing the, material, the, the demonic quality of that person. So similarly, I was very much uh, demoniac in the sense that I had a lot of demonic qualities. You know, I was drinking, I was smoking ganja. You know, this is not a big thing in Canada. You know, you take uh, three kids out of four, they smoke ganja in Canada. Anyway, so I was smoking all these things, you know, doing all these bad things. And then, so I, I, I was starting to chant and read. And it was going like this, always, always. Literally, I would sometimes, you know, I'm not proud at all to say these things. Okay, this is not something to be proud of. But why I speak these things? Just to sh because I know that many of you are alone somewhere and you don't have physical association. I just want to be sharing this so that you can have some you know, tangible example of someone else who went through you know, a similar thing. So I would sometimes read Bhagavad Gita. You know, I would be there, and then I would chant, I would chant, and then I would smoke some ganja. You know? <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, no, again. And then even after smoking, I will reopen Bhagavad Gita, and I will continue reading. So it was like this. And then after that, a big mistake, which many neophyte devotees do, um, is that I thought, now let me go back to Canada and save my family. I myself was at the bottom of the, you know, the well, and I was thinking, let's go save my family. So what happened? I hit a complete wall. You know? I went back to Canada. I thought uh, I had started to practice for only a few months. You know, and I was not initiated. 
I didn't have any devotee association. I, I knew nothing. And I was thinking, let me go save my family. No. So very puffed up. So I went back and I hit, the, I hit the complete wall. And I still, I remember, because I, I did not know, you know, all the things that Sunnah Gopal Prabhu is teaching us very clearly, he's pointing out from, from verses here and there, these things will take years and decades for us to learn on our own. If we were to read through all of Shri Prabhupada books and what, and could we apply them without a senior devotee showing by example? So that's why, you know, we have Sunnah Gopal Prabhu, it's... Um, we are so fortunate. So I did not know you cannot eat in restaurants. I thought just vegetarian food is fine, you know. So at one point, my sister invited me to this restaurant to eat vegetarian. And she invited one of the old, uh, my sister's name is Krishnamrita. You know, she's also born devotee. So she invited one of the other young devotees of that time. Her name was Rukmini. So she invited her and... I thought, okay, I'll preach or something. <laughs> and I'm going to a Karmi restaurant to eat and I'll preach, right? So um, then I see my sister. Then I see wine coming on the table, right? Then this, this girl, Rukmini, she starts to drink. And then my sister also. And wow, that was one of the worst experiences in my life. I literally had um, anxiety crisis, you know? I, I, I stood up and I started to breathe very fast and I went in the bathroom and then I, I just stayed there. I was like feeling very, very dizzy, you know, because I was in complete, I mean, I'm learning to walk and I'm trying to run a sprint, you know, that's what I was trying to do. So, and the whole time I was in Canada for that time, six months, it was like this, you know, I, I was going up and down and up and down. And finally, there's one devotee there who told me, uh, you know, Ramananda Rai, maybe some of you know him, he's in Canada. He's got a nice family, five kids homeschooled, nice devotees. So he told me, hey, there's a temple in China. You can go there. You know, there are Ridviks. At that time, I started to learn about Ridvik more. I knew my father was a Ridvik, uh, but I was not convinced so much at that time. But then I, I read the final order. And uh, then I was like, okay, yes, that, that's, that's, that sounds right. And <clears throat> so he told me there's a temple in China. Uh, and it's, it gave me the address, and actually that was right next, the city next to where I used to live all this, this time. So then when I came here, then I started, you know, I came in touch with His Grace Sunda Gopal Prabhu. I saw them for the first time when they came in China. The first time I met the devotees I came was His Grace Sunda Gopal Prabhu, uh, His Grace Raghupati Prabhu, who's, you know, unfortunately not here with us anymore, um, Tadavit Prabhu and Mahaprabhu. They all came to China. So that's when really... I met, you know, His Grace Sunagopa Prabhu, and uh, in the beginning, I was uh, not so sure, and, and by seeing his example and all, slowly, slowly, I gained faith in him. So, that, then, only when I came in touch with them, all these powerful Vaishnavas, then I could really start to feel real change in my spiritual life and give up bad habit. Even, even at that time, I had not fully given up uh, smoking ganja. Can you believe that? So, and it's later on with their association, with their help, that I could manage to fully, you know. So what? So why I'm mentioning all this? The proof of having bona fide initiation is that we will change. We will uh, give up our bad qualities. Uh, we will uh, develop devotion for the Lord, and we realize Krishna more and more. 
So we have to test ourselves. Are we doing this properly? And the thing that's going to happen is that the more we progress spiritually, the more that we will be able to self-analyze oneself. Why? Just like in the beginning, I was at that restaurant. I was like, how could I find a problem? Everything was a problem. Every single point I could have seen in my existence at the time was a problem. So where's the problem? There's no question of where's the problem. Your whole, your whole life is a problem. So you cannot really understand what is wrong. Everything is wrong. Another example is that if you have a cloth and you throw at it all kinds of paints, you know, multicolored things. So you say, where's the stain? Well, what do you mean where the stain is? Just stains everywhere. Uh, but as you become purified, as you rise to the mode of goodness and the cloth becomes whiter and whiter and whiter, when there will be tinge of red, mode of passion, or tinge of blue, mode of ignorance, you will be able to spot it. And that was not there before. And this is why my cloth is stained at the moment. In other words, when your mind becomes purified more and more, and you're steady in devotional service, when the mode of passion and ignorance enters the mind, you notice it. And then you trace back your day or the day before, and you know why it has entered. Because now you're steady. So when it comes and agitates, why, why is it that now, you know, I'm feeling, you know, drowsy? Why, what happened? You know, or why is it that, oh, I'm starting to look again outside? You know, I'm looking at women. Why the mode of passion came back again? So what happened? Okay, I, uh, I overate or I slept more than, you know, my normal time. Or I, I, I you know, I, I watched that news maybe a bit too long that I should have. So we'll be able to pinpoint the exact intruder where he came from. When, when a fortress is well guarded, you know, if someone comes in, you can know that, well, I think this side was not well guarded. It must be this. So again, the cloth, once there's, you know, a small stain, you know it. But if the, it's stained everywhere, you throw things at it. Another example is the, the lake, right? If there's millions of stones being thrown at it, where is the agitation coming from? We're from absolutely everywhere. It's, you know, everybody's throwing stones. But if the lake is very still, one person throws a stone immediately, you know, this is the problem. So when we start reading and we have all these instruction, you know, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, to eat too much, uh, right? What is that verse, the second verse of the Nectarva instruction? Anyway, I'm, I'm forgetting. Uh, so, what is that? Over uh, accumulating wealth or overeating? Uh, uh, this prajalpa, bad association. Uh, yes, Prabhu. How, how does the verse start? What is the first word again? Atyahara prajalpa. Atyahara prayasascha prajalpa niyamagraha. Yeah. So these six things uh, to associate with bad, uh, you know, asat devotees to overeat or over uh, endeavor too much for greedy things, right? So in the beginning of our spiritual life, when we read these things, it is not so grasping because we're doing practically all of these things consciously or unconsciously. But as we progress spiritually, these instructions will start to find roots in our mind because now they are very much clear why we should not do these things because we'll notice when such things occur. Hmm. Okay, we have not even finished that verse. Let's go back to it. Okay, you can continue with it. 
Srila Jiva Goswami has explained this analogy as follows. Uh, oh, sorry, you had you had finished the verse. Yes, Prabhuji, the translation is okay. finished. Okay. okay, yeah. So, okay. Um, here, I think there's a, maybe you can read the first paragraph. Srila Jiva Goswami has explained this analogy as follows: Bhakti or devotion may be compared to tushti satisfaction because they both take the form of pleasure. Parishanu bhava, experience of the Supreme Lord and Pushti, nourishment or analogous because both sustain one's life. Finally, virakti, detachment and kshud apaya, cessation of hunger may be compared because both free one from further hankering so that one may experience shanti or peace. Mm, yes. So these three um, comparison are very nicely given may be compared to pushti, satisfaction. Mm. So when we eat, we immediately feel satisfied. That means we feel pleasure. You know, you eat a nice halva or a nice sabji, immediately there's pleasure there. Mm. So similarly, there's devotion. There should be pleasure. It should there should be some spiritual emotion when we perform devotional service, not external, not that our gross body is, is ringing the bell and offering incense, but I'm thinking of, you know, my wife or some other thing. Not like that. It should be internal. Mm. Then because they both take the form of pleasure. Okay. Parishanubhava, experience of the Lord. Mm. And Pushpi, nourishment are analogous because both sustains one's life. When we get nourishment, you know, just like when we're doing recently was uh, Nirjal, right? Pandavai Kadashi. So normally we start to feel a bit the body is not functioning as well. We feel a lack of energy. The next day, as soon as we eat, nourishment comes very fast. And then it seems to be magic. Okay, we get the strength. We start to walk normally, talk normally, do everything with a lot of enthusiasm. So it, it sustains our life. Eating sustains our, our material body. Similarly, realizing experience of the Supreme Lord, start to understand that, yes, you know, his energies are working around me. Yes, he's there. He's making arrangements for me. I can see it, you know. So that is going to sustain us in our spiritual life because our faith is going to be uh, grounded, rooted, you know. So the more we surrender, the more the Lord will reciprocate because it is said, the verse says, for one who has surrendered to the Supreme Lord, these things will be happening. So if you're actually surrendering, the Lord will reciprocate. And by these reciprocation, uh, re reciprocation, your faith will be more rooted. Mm. Just like when we um, went to Hanan province, my wife and I to open a temple some years ago. It was me and her alone. We were going into, you know, some the middle of China uh, because one Mataji was there. That's why we went to that city. Uh, and I mean, again, by the mercy of His Grace and the Gopal Prabhu, He's the one who pushed us to do that. And I'm forever grateful to, to, to Prabhu for this because it was an amazing experience that really helped us advance spiritually, although, although it was very hard. So we went there to open the temple. You know, we, 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 fought, we found the apartment after a few, a few trials. And yes, okay, this is the place. Yes, that's nice. Okay, we're going to be doing it. And we, saw, we started to see so many... Uh, hints from the Lord. Just like there was a, an altar already there, you know, there was this kind of a, 
very big empty place where I don't know what they would have put this a cinema or something it was so huge. And then there was a, a kind of a more elevated platform made of wood there. So it was already perfect for an altar. I could see that. And then there was a, a stand for Tulsi Davy, you know, those high stand, perfect for Tulsi Davy. I, I was seeing this, I was seeing. And, you know, later on, we found out, we found a picture of the owner's father shaking hand with Xi Jinping. So when we saw this, we were thinking, where did we come? You know, we start to a temple in, in a, a house of a communist member that knows the president. So, um, of course, we were anxious. You know, my wife was very anxious. But the Lord reciprocated. At one point, I brought this with me. Why? Because I found this in their apartment. You know, there, there was so many things. It was a mess. We had to clean for many days. So I found that in their apartment. So this is incense from Tibet. You know? So I saw that. I was like, okay. But look. The Lord is there. So when I saw this, I'm in the house of a communist member in the central of China and Krishna is here. How can, I, how can he not be real? How can he not exist? This, this cannot be um, chance. I'm sorry. I won't accept this as chance. How is it possible? So this realization of the Supreme Law that yes, he's there, you know, more and more that yes, he's in the heart. Of course, we're not you know, we're maybe not Brahman realized or Paramatma realized, but there should be some, some uh, advancement on that path. That Brahman, what is Brahman? The supreme consciousness is everywhere. Everything is conscious. You know, not that everything is conscious, computer is conscious, but Krishna's consciousness is there. His consciousness is all pervading. That means what? That means he's conscious of us now. He's conscious of what I'm doing. So although we might not be fully there, these things should start to come in doses. Mm. Because spiritual advancement happens gradually. We will not be able, I mean to say, at least I wouldn't be able to take it all of a sudden. I know that. I would probably flip out and... and <laughs> because, you know, it's scary. After all, it's a bit scary, you know? Um, to one, to... Um, to know that we're spiritual beings, uh, we are not part of this world, you know, we have another identity, and uh, there's a Lord that we have to serve eternally. These things, when we start to get closer to it, more and more, it, at, at one point, it starts to be scary. And I don't know about you, I mean, I, I'm just speaking what I say, and actually, this is, there's one place that Prabhupada speaks of that, when he translates that verse, you know, in Bhagavad Gita, which purport is that? 410 or? 410 um, only. Four ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see, in 410, Prabhupada kind of gives a small glimpse, and I, I sort of not, I could not see it very clearly somewhere else in Prabhupada's books, except basically the fact that Mayavad, you know, we're afraid of <laughs> a personal spiritual existence, you know. Um, okay, let me. So you see this. Um, okay, who wants to be reading this? In the beginning, one. Yeah, in the beginning, continue, one. Okay, Prabhuji. 
in the beginning, one must have a preliminary desire for self-realization. This will bring one to the stage of trying to associate with persons who are spiritually elevated. In the next stage, one becomes initiated by an elevated spiritual master. And under his instruction, the neophyte devotee begins the process of devotional service. By execution of devotional service, under the guidance of the spiritual master, one becomes free from all material attachment, attains steadiness in self-realization, and acquires a taste for hearing about the absolute personality of Godhead Sri Krishna. This taste leads one further forward to attachment for, for Krishna consciousness, which is matured in bhava or the preliminary stage of transcendental love of God. Real love for God is called prema, the highest perfectional stage of life. In the prema stage, there is constant engagement in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. So by the slow process of devotional service, under the guidance of the bona fide spiritual master, one can attain the highest stage, being freed from all material attachment, from the fearfulness of one's individual spiritual personality, and from the frustrations that result in void philosophy, then one can ultimately attain to the abode of the Supreme Lord. Mm. So, yes, so that's it. You see, so under the guidance, one can attain the highest stage, being freed from all material attachment. Okay, so we don't have any more material desire. From the fearfulness of one's individual spirituality and from the frustration that result in void philosophy. So, nirvishesha shunyavadi. These are the two things that Shri Prabhupada put. But here, the way he puts it is more uh, graspable that actually we still, at least myself, I still have a conception of impersonal spiritual existence. You know, and that brings fear to being an individual spiritual personality. To be a person, uh, because who are we? We're not these material body, then who are we? It kind of leaves a vacuum, and that is scary in some way. You know, that who, who is it that we are after all? If this body is not myself, then who am I? And then what's my relationship? All of this is a lot to take in. That's, um, and plus when we, we read the descriptions of those devotees that are on that platform, what they're experiencing, you know, the symptoms of bhava, this is not some easy, I mean, this is not some lightweight things, you know, and how the prema, you know, how the, um, <clears throat> the devotees on the highest platform, they, they, they conduct themselves and all the descriptions of those ecstasy that are there in Shasta, that is a very intense, I mean, of course, I'm, I don't know what it is, but it is definitely an intense experience. It is definitely an intense existence. Now, definitely it is all bliss, but it's very intense. Nonetheless, we can see those descriptions, right? So our day-to-day -day life is kind of very, very low in consciousness compared to what they are experiencing. Mm. So we, we're not used to, it's just like you take, let's say, a, a fly, and all of a sudden you gave him the intelligence, you know, the sharpness, the consciousness of a human being, it will flip out, because all of a sudden it's, it's exposed to a world and information that, that is completely beyond what she's ever ex experienced, you know, so there would be, so that's why the process of evolution is a process of evolution of consciousness, and it's happening gradually from, you know, aquatics 
and then you know plants and uh, insects, reptiles. In this way, it's expanding slowly. So similarly, why there are three classes of, the, of devotees, right? Why there is conditioned devotional service in the mode of uh, three in the mode of ignorance, three in the mode of passion, three in the mode of goodness. So Krishna is bringing us to him directly. He's preparing us for this. He cannot give it to us right away. We won't be able to. That's why, you know, complete surrender, Atmanivedanam, it's at the end. It's not Shravanam Atmanivedanam. No, there's, there's different, you know, it expands like this. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's, that's touching on the fact of, you know, uh, being fearful. Again, it's related to the subject today because, you know, burning away the, the, the material body, that means we'll develop a spiritual body. But what does that mean, having a spiritual body? You know, we're only at the moment seeing some example of pure devotee who have got spiritual body. In the Madhurya Kadambini, um, written by... He describes this verse that we've just read, all those steps, and he describes that. And when you come to the stage of bhava, when you start to read this, whoa, it's heavy, you know. The descriptions, I mean, he at one point he says that the the the, the family member will become like a such a heavy burden in the sense that they're not talking about Krishna, you know, you'll become completely mad. And after that, it describes how the, the senses of the, the pure devotee all become independently enlivened, enlivened. They become conscious in themselves, you know. And then it describes how the Lord first reveals himself to one of the senses of the devotee and the experience is so intense that the devotee swoons. He faints. And then he wakes up, he awakens again and the Lord... Uh, uh, manifests himself to a different senses this time. And all the senses of the devotee acquire the quality of that sense. In other words, the sense of touch will see the Lord, the sense of smell will see the Lord, the sense, you know. And then, again, the experience is so intense that the devotee swoons again. And then he wakes up and again, a third sense. And in this way, it, it rises all the way to the sense of touch, but that sense of touch is only revealed to those who are in uh, Madhuri Rasa with the Lord. Are we ready for that? That's why pure devotional service, it's not that it's hard to get, it's that do we want this? Are we, are we ready to, to change our life to that thing, to, to this? I'm not saying it's something bad, definitely it's not. This is the only way to go. Material life is impossible, but are we ready for that? It has to be progressively done, you know. So, and under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master, someone who can guide us through these things. So, um, but at the moment, we're in kindergarten, definitely. And we are taking baby steps. But still, we can um, uh, test whether we are advancing. And that is that, that are we developing devotion to the Lord? Are we developing those spiritual feelings? Or are we simply doing everything mechanically? Oh, I need to be put Is it like this? Or are we actually developing spiritual feelings that we are feeling the Lord, you know, with, with devotion? Are we doing 
our devotional activities with an evasive mood that, come on, come on, you know, finish, finish. Are we thinking that these devotional activities are kind of breaks in our sense gratification? that I have to finish this fast so I can go lie down and look at YouTube again? Or are we actually very conscious of what we're doing, that we're trying to please the Lord? You know, are we, are we uh, trying to get closer to Him? So this is that. And then that is the, uh, what is it that we were? <clears throat> this here, Wait. how to remove that bar. Hmm. Just now we were okay, yeah. So you're seeing my browser, yeah. So that is that is the the nourishment that we're experiencing Krishna more and more. We're realizing more and more. Just like that experience that did this this stick of incense that I found. So we start to realize Krishna more and more. He's in our heart. He's, he's with us. You know, he reciprocates. And that will be our nourishment in Krishna consciousness. Without this, it will be wobbling, you know, because we won't be convinced. And then, okay, so nourishment are analogous because both sustains one life. And finally, virakti, detachment, and kshutapaya, cessation from hunger. So when we eat, we're very hungry. And the more you eat, the less the hunger, uh, the more the hunger subsides. So that is compared because both free one from further hankering so that one may experience shanti or peace. So peace, why? Because uh, this kama, loba, uh, 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 I mean, lust, uh, lust, greed, anger will leave the heart. And these things are agitating our, our, our heart. So when these things leave, then, yes, we will feel peaceful. So that shanti comes when we come to the mode of goodness. Then we'll start to uh, experience some peace, not complete peace, some peace. Because after all, mode of goodness, there's still the sensation of false ego that, you know, I'm superior, I'm purer than other. You know? So that is also, so there's still duality. As long as one is in duality, there cannot be complete peace. You know? Real peace comes from Brahma Bhuta platform. So uh, that's it. So how much are we detached from material enjoyment? Mm. Are we still thinking of uh, you know, uh, watching TV, watching movies or all this stuff, reading the news? Are we wasting time watching some nonsense videos on, on social media? How much is that the, uh, going down? So we should also test ourselves. Not that we just say that others are wrong, you know, but no, even within our ASCAM movement, even though we've got the pinnacle of association at the moment, the best movement on the, on the planet, still, we have to double check ourselves. So, okay, we've spoke a lot. Actually, you know, how to realize Krishna is everywhere. You know, this is, that, that will come naturally with spiritual advancement. So that's why we have to step-by-step step get our body spiritualized and then prema will come and then you'll see Krishna everywhere. But like I said, are you ready for that? You know, first deserve, then desire, right? So to ask these questions, actually, how to see Krishna everywhere, these are not the proper questions at the moment. Do you want to see Krishna everywhere? Are you ready for that? So 
first deserve, then desire. Let's start by cleaning the heart so that you know we do our baby steps. Uh, let's first of all stop chit-chatting nonsense with our friends, you know, and and following some regulations, some regulative principles. These kind of questions arise because of our lack of knowledge of the Lord. Hey, how to see Krishna everywhere? You know, uh, the Lord is not so cheap that uh, he can be approached so easily. Okay, um, let us see. Who is more merciful, Lord Chaitanya or Lord Jagannath? Well, no, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is said to be Patita Pavan. He's delivering the, the, the most fallen. Uh, he's the one who says uh, his holy name would be chanted in every town and village. So surely we must approach through Lord Chaitanya, you know. Um, and even in deity worship, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will not take any offense. Uh, whereas Lord Jagannath, I don't know if this is uh, bona fide. I heard Lord Jagannath takes 50% of offenses, you know, in Radha Krishna 100. I've heard that. I'm not sure. But, but I know it's a fact that Lord, we have to be higher standard with Lord Jagannath. So definitely Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> okay. Yes, so a verse quoted by Subala Prabhu here about Brahmanas having all the spot-on qualities but not bhakti. Then he's lower than a dog eater. You know? So actually I finished recently uh, His Grace Tadavid Das Brahmachari series on Harinam Chintamani. It took me a while. He did 17 uh, episodes, you know, all glories to him. Uh, he went through the whole book. And at the end, there was one chapter added by Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur. Um, so very, very instructive. It was very long, but, you know, I, I did it each meal when I was honoring Prashadana, I would listen a little bit. So in that Harinam Chintamani, at one point, Shila Bhakti, um, of course, it's Bhakti Not Thakur who wrote, but it's Haridas Thakur who's speaking. So he speaks about this, you know, the difference between a devotee who has got a lower body and a higher body, he says that all these qualities um, that are supposed to manifest in the body of the devotees, they won't manifest as much in a devotee that has a lower birth, um, you know, cleanliness and all. And these things I'm starting to realize more recently um, because, you know, here the Mataji's, they are very nice devotees, but they have so much impediments in their spiritual life. They are born in this country. Uh, I don't need to say too much about that. I'm sure you know. Um, you know, the type of body, a Chinese body, it is, it is considered the lower form of, of, of birth. Of course, again, I don't want to be degrading the Matajis at all. This is actually glorifying them because they're still standing despite all this. Uh, there are women, it is harder for women to practice Krishna consciousness, especially when you're not married. None of them are. The uh, Bhagavad is divorced, but Haribada Mataji and Hamsika, you know, they're... So uh, they, they've been grown up in this so-called culture. They started Krishna consciousness later on. I mean, so many things, you know. They didn't have much association. There's no Prabhu practically in China. You know, 80% are women. So, so much impediments is there. So, 
some I you you know I started to be full time again a year ago, about a year ago, and uh, it's I I can see that my consciousness has changed again with the, the kind blessing of His Grace and Nagopal Prabhu, who has instructed me not to see the faults in them. You know, I was focusing on that, and actually, this fault finding in the devotees, it's really based on our own false ego. You see how oh you know I'm I'm serving here in this temple uh, oh you know these these devotees are lower I'm caught up in this situation how can I be caught up in this situation me right how can me be in this situation where I've got you know only uh, children and women okay now I'm speaking to the through my false ego letting you know what I was hearing in the mind how can I be stuck here you know only women and children. Mm, just this small temple, you know, small deities and in a, in a city. How, how, me, how can I be stuck in such a situation? So it's based on false ego that how can I be in a degraded situation like this, that I'm, I'm not in a big temple, big deities, big Sankirtan happening, big this. It's all boasting ourselves. So we try to bring others down to make ourselves feel higher. That's the thing, finding fault in devotees, actually finding fault in anyone. But especially in devotees, when we find faults in them, is actually we try to to raise ourselves. When you try, to, when you bring someone down, what is it? You know, I'm coming up, and you come down. So, but uh, that's not mercy. Mercy means we have to be patient with uh, other devotees. We have to, you know, strictness. Nagopaprabhu said that strictness is on oneself and mercy is for others not that i'll be strict with other and i'll be merciful with myself yeah you're a big pundit you're a big you know first class a1 brahmana but others are you know yeah come on you do this you do that you do that so recently it, the lord has made arrangement to put me in a situation where i'm forced to become more humble or more tolerant because i know that such it won't change um I cannot change them, you know, so I have to be slowly trying to help them and whatever they can do, praise that. And Prabhupada was really, you know, perfect example of this to always bring out the quality in someone. Whereas we see through the letters, right, letters and conversation, we can see how devotees would bring down someone. And Prabhupada, no, 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 he has done this. No, he has done that. No, he does nicely. No, this. No, always encouraging, encouraging, encouraging. Because after all, the devotee has surrendered. He has accepted that Krishna is the supreme law. You know? So it's just a matter of time. These bad tendencies will go away. So meanwhile, you think Prabhupada didn't have to tolerate going to the country of the Mlechas, you know, where, where we don't even know how to be clean? At least in India, you know that you have to use water to go to the bathroom. The Westerners, they don't even know this. Of course, my father taught me when I was young, but, you know, most, they don't know that. So how much he had to tolerate all those nature habits? Ah. <laughs> not only, not even spiritually speaking, materially, you know, his, his material situation, Prabhupada, such an exalted family, you know, uh, you know, very pious Vaishyas and, uh, you know, gentlemen, businessman, all of this, so nice, so such a high-class man comes to the West and sees those hippies, you know, 
who could have been so merciful upon hippies but him? Uh, hippies, I mean, are degraded. I've seen so many, you know. Uh, <laughs> they're still existent under different names now, but they're still there. Prabhupada says they're actually Varna Sankara. You know? These are unwanted children. You know? They have different, they call them hippies and so on. So I've seen they're dirty. They're, you know, they're, they're, so, but Prabhupada, no, he was tolerating everything. So that is the sign of a, a leader, that one who's capable of not focusing on the faults of the devotees, but always praise. Okay. Um, Anaswara Mataji is saying, Hare Krishna Prabhu, please accept my humble obeisances all to Mr. Prabhupada. Hare Krishna Mataji. Prabhu, how is that even disciples of bogus gurus get realizations, which is a part of advancement in true spiritual life? So how is disciples of false gurus get realization? Asking this because recently come across a video of disciples of a false guru who telling of his realization from life events. So how to understand this? Okay, we're not saying that they have zero mercy. That's not possible because after all, they have come in contact with Prabhupada. They have Prabhupada's books. Prabhupada's Vani is there. Right, the Mahamantra is there, okay, but there is poison there also. So they're trying to take medicine by drinking poison at the same time. So yes, they may be speaking some things, hmm. but we are not after half-baked bread, whatever. I don't know if that expression exists. Half-baked bread. Can you eat half-baked bread? Can you say, no, look, it still worked a bit, right? My bread is half-baked. No, sir, I'm hungry. I want full-baked. So we are after the whole process, not after parts of the process. Because after all, if you say, I have 90% of the process, you're not going back to Krishna. I have 99% of the process, you're not going back to Krishna. You need 100% of the process available. You need to surrender to it 10%. Then you go back to Krishna. So whether or not you say, you know, oh, he's got this or that, we're not so much concerned about what they say. Uh, we're, so, we're concerned about, of course, what they say. Also, you can recognize a rascal, how he speaks. But are they capable of presenting the whole philosophy 10%, full-baked bread? That they cannot. My sister, uh, she's my half-sister, her name Tulasi Manjari. She got initiated last weekend and Sunday by Kadamba Kanana Swami, I believe his name is. So he's a new, he became famous in his con recently. You know, he, they say he leads good bhajan. I don't know about that. Anyway, so he is a disciple of um, Jayadweta Swami. So he's a disciple of Jayadweta and he's initiating. How is that? It, this is in a whole parampara system. Prabhupada also said no one will accept that a disciple initiates in the presence of his spiritual master. That's bogus. So not only are they already bogus by um, creating false gurus that are not paramahamsas, they are becoming even more bogus now that their disciples are initiating in their presence. So how? what is the value of this realization? You see, you cannot give something half-baked. It has to be complete. You cannot say, look, I have crystal clear water. Yeah, but you put like one drop of poison in it. Yeah, but still, there's so many molecules of water in there. 
Yes, sir, but if you drink it, you'll still be dead. So you cannot um, judge like that. You cannot judge that, oh, he's speaking nice realization. We're not, uh, we're not there with him day in, day out. You know, some of them are very good at speaking out their so-called realization. If he's actually really realized, then why is he not understanding that only a Paramahamsa can become Diksha Guru? That he doesn't know. Why can he understand even clearly that the bogus system of two-third vote is there? They accuse us this Ritvik system has never been seen. Well, do you think Narada Muni has been initiated by a two-third vote, Madhavacharya, you know, uh, you know, Vyasadev? So what kind of realization is this that you're talking about? I don't know. So he cannot. So, but then again, the other aspect is that yes, Prabhupada is still trying to save them. So there might be some things, you know, oh, maybe I dreamed of, of Prabhupada, Prabhupada was saying this. So yeah, Prabhupada is trying to save you, but you're not waking up. You're staying in a contaminated atmosphere. So it's not that mercy is not there. You know, there's definitely, there are devotees after all. You know, they are devotees, but the understanding is not proper. It's not clear. Therefore, we should not associate with them. From far away, yes, okay, Hare Krishna, continue your thing. But we don't associate with them. So actually listening to their lectures means associating with them. So that is not correct. We should not do that. Because if we're not fixed in the proper understanding, we might become bewildered. Because when you listen to someone, you develop affinity for that person. Unless you have got affinity for someone, how you will listen to him? Hmm? Let's say, would you listen to a speech by uh, Xi Jinping? No, you hate the guy, right? You have no affinity for him, so you won't even listen to two, three minutes. So there must be some affinity in order to listen to someone. So that affinity means I'm associating with that person. What that person will speak, I will take. You know, I will, it will impact me. That's why we should not listen to them. Because we know they're wrong. <clears throat> I mean, you know, we've presented more than enough arguments uh, defeating all of their so-called arguments, we've presented a lot of material. You know, His Grace Sunabu Prabhu has been the leaders in this. He's engaged us in this service also of doing, doing so. Tavid Prabhu has destroyed every single piece of argument that they have. IA 77 paper, he's made this 15 hours presentation. You know, recently we've defeated, if they're actually bona fide, how is it that a rascal like me, you know, can defeat uh, one of the most famous gurus in ISKCON. And I did not prepare anything. When I watched that video of, of Bhaktivikash Swami, I watched it for the first time. This was live, you know. Of course, I cut it because I was looking for some verses. So how is it that a rascal like me, who's no one, I'm nobody, you know, I'm coming from you know, a smoking uh, ganja background, and I'm defeating someone who's got, what, you know, thousands of disciples? Easy peasy, like this. I'm not, I'm not boasting myself. I'm, I'm objectively analyzing. Here's a devotee who is a guru in one of the biggest institutions in the world, who's got thousands of disciples and who needs his PDF changing, you know, oh, yeah, yeah uh, because blah, blah, blah. He's reading like this. And some new neophyte devotee who comes up and he's defeating him very easily. How is that happening? So the way I see it, Amataji, in ISKCON, I often see that the newcomers in ISKCON, they are often more advanced spiritually than those gurus and those who have been in ISKCON for a long time. Why? Because the offenses are not so much. At the, at the, they are fresh. You know, they're coming in through Prabhupada, by reading Prabhupada books. 
right? They've got enthusiasm and all, but slowly they sink within the offenses. So I have my great preservation. If he's giving a class, that means he must have been in his con for some time that they allow him to give classes, right? So he must have seen, he must have heard. He's probably contaminated. So I highly doubt that he has any realization. Sand percent, unless one, we've read, unless one carries the Supreme Personality of, unless one is initiated by a spiritual master who always carries the Supreme Personality of Godhead within his heart, one cannot gain, the, uh, one cannot uh, carry the Supreme Personality of Godhead within one's heart. So there's no 99% of the process, it's sand percent, that's all. Um, okay. has quoted in her book that Shri Prabhupada often said, from the children of your children, pure devotees will be coming out. Reinforcements are on the way. Why did Shri Prabhupada said this statement often, Prabhuji? Is there any description as per scriptures for this statement? Yes, I, I also heard that Prabhupada said that. I do not know where or when exactly, but it is, it is a fact. Um, children of devotees are not ordinary souls. Prabhupada called them Vaikuntha children. Prabhupada opened the floodgate. You know. We are at the brink of the movement. It, it just started. What we're seeing now is not even a little bud of what's to come. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, every town and village, there'll be some devotees. And I read a quote from Prabhupada. This, is, this blew my mind. I don't know if he, I think I haven't saved that. He said, that means there will be a Radha Krishna temple in every town. That means there would be at least uh, five to ten brahmanas there. Can you imagine this? Every single town, even China. So what we're seeing is nothing, you know, we are the, my father used to use a, a word in French, défrichard. I don't know how you say that in English. Défrichard means um, those who go first, you know, the land is, is a wild land and you come in and you have to remove the trees, you have to remove the weeds, you have to remove this and that, you know, that's the, the toughest job. And later on, you, you know, those who come later on, it's kind of easier and they will be planting the seed in this. Another example, just like those uh, colonists, those who came first in North America, at the beginning, they came on boats, right? So they had no house, they had nothing. Their house was the boat. So they had to start cutting down trees. They had to start making roads, building houses. How hard it must have been. And if you would show them now a picture from satellite imagery of, of Canada and America, you think they would believe that? <laughs> How it would become later on, it was only forests everywhere. So what we're seeing is definitely, and if you want a statement from the scripture, what I can remember, of course, there's, you know, uh, those who take birth in you know, Bhagavad Gita in the sixth chapter, right? Those who are advanced will take birth in the family of transcendentalists who are very advanced in wisdom. So Shri Prabhupada in the purport, he said, ourselves and our spiritual master had such a birth. So he's speaking of, you know, being born in the family of pure devotees. So that is there, but there's another one. Now, I, I might require someone's help here. It's in the first canto concerning Maharaj Parikshit. Um, Maharaj Parikshit was, you know, a devotee from birth. And um, I think it's near the verses where it says that he was playing with dolls, right? He was playing with dolls of Lord Krishna. I believe it's in the first chapter. I mean, the first canto. So then in one purport, Shri Prabhupada said, 
there are two things very congenial for becoming a pure devotee. And one is to get the mercy of a pure devotee and one is to be born a devotee. So he mentions that, you know. Now, of course, we should not become all uh, despondent. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not born in a family of devotee. It's, it's not like that. You know, anything can happen. We, we see, you know, you know Pran Maharaj was born in a demonic family and so on. But he does mention that. So I don't know if any of you can, can find this. Um, it's in the purport, you know, born. Maybe if you... Where is it that we, we hear of the life, birth of Emperor Pariksit? Chapter 12, I guess, maybe. Let's go see. Yes, 112. Um, and then, uh, what is it? Puppets? No, not puppets. Dolls. That would be hard to find. Let me see if I can see. Prabhupadabooks.com. Because the whole chapter would be shown. You can just search by keyword. <clears throat> the one field, birth of Emperor Mariksha. Okay. Then let's see. Birth. Okay, there's a lot. Um, born. Devotee born in that womb. Which is born. Born, born, born at a auspicious moment. Child born is the first man was born in family of Gautama. Child was born as twins. Newly born child. Okay, just, uh, just give me a... It's in the 241 purport. Oh, 241. Oh, yeah. So that was far. 241. Okay. Um, all right. Let's just read the whole. All right. Who wants to read? In a meeting of learned learned men, when uh, there are you can read the translation, bro. On hearing Sutta Goswami speak thus, Saunakamuni, who was the elderly learned leader of all the rishis engaged in that prolonged sacrificial ceremony congratulated Sutta Goswami by addressing him as follows. Purport. In a meeting of learned men, when there are congratulations or addresses for the speaker, the qualifications of the congratulator should be as follows. Hmm. He must be the leader of the house of an, and an elderly man. He must be vastly learned also. Sri Saunakarushi had all these qualifications. And thus, he stood up to congratulate Sri Sudhagoswami when he expressed his desire to present Srimad Bhagavatam exactly as he had it no. from Sukadeva Goswami. Uh, sorry, Subala Prabhu, are you sure this is this? I don't see um, where exactly. It's a 241, Kendo 2. Oh, 2. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, um, let's teach this one. Astrobha Brahmastra, Division Womb, Astrobha Vashtama, continue the natural sequence. Okay, here, yes. Can read this. Okay, So, to become a pure devotee of Lord Krishna, two things are very much essential namely, 
having a chance to be born in the family of a devotee and having the blessings of a bona fide spiritual master by the grace of lord krishna parikshit maharaj had both opportunities he was born in a family of such devotees as the pandavas and just to continue the dynasty of the pandavas and show them special favor the lord specially saved maharaj parikshit who later on by the arrangement of the lord was cursed by the boy of a brahmana and was able to get the association of such a spiritual master as sukadev goswami in the chaitanya charitamrita it is said that a fortunate person by the mercy of the spiritual master and lord krishna achieves the path of devotional service this was perfectly applicable in the case of maharaja parikshit by way of being born in a family of devotees he automatically came in touch with krishna and after being so contacted he constantly remembered him consequently lord krishna gave the king a further chance for development in devotional service by introducing him to sukadev goswami a stalwart devotee of the lord with perfect knowledge in self realization and by hearing from a bona fide spiritual master he was perfectly able to concentrate his chest mind further upon lord krishna as a matter of course hmm so to become a pure devotee of lord krishna two things are very much essential namely having a chance to be born in a family of devotees and having the blessings of a bona fide spiritual master so when i i i read that i asked his grace nagar gopal prabhu that whoa does that mean that you know we're not going to make it well he said well we have the the mercy of the spiritual master and that and compensate everything you know so we have a chance it's not that we don't have a chance propad said many times but you know propad does use the word essential here that means it plays a big weight and i can see it you know the devotees of children we we see it now in our scam so many child are born and they are definitely different you know they have not been contaminated like we have um we went to this nonsense school and we had bad association and to get deprogrammed from all these and these bad habits it's hard you know it's not but them it's it's just natural they naturally like to do devotional activities just like you see tarangini she it's her life she's born devotee there she knows nothing else you know jagannath is there radha krishna is there every day so just like today i was with my son we did the the, the evening arti before coming here so naturally so he always does pujari you know every every um morning now he's he worships a small goranitai because he was playing lego in the temple room and i was creating disturbance so <laughs> he i gave him some small goranitai diti you know a bit like let him play with toy like toys you know and uh, of course i'm telling him a bit you know put the tilak uh, do a chaman before so a little principle is that so that's his life morning he wakes up he goes to the temple he bows down he offers flower hari bol hari krishna he chants then he he plays with his goranitai you know he eats his prasadam in evening he does pujari you know what what life you know this is amazing from his birth he's becoming and this is not of course just my son all the, the devotee children we see it you know uh, gandharvika you know very very cute child she's a devotee so there in the nectar of devotion krishna uh, shaprapat clearly explains Um, of course sharupa goswami but shaprapat clearly explained that there's two types of devotees you know there's the raganuga bhakta and there's the vaidhi bhakta you know or in other words 
those who follow Vaidhi Bhakti regulations and those who is just spontaneous for them. And most of us, we're Vaidhi Bhakta. We're not doing this devotional service out of spontaneously that, oh, you know, the Lord, oh, yes, you know, we're feeling spiritual emotion very easily. It's not like that. It has to be kindled. So this Raganuga Bhaktas, although they're not 100%, uh, most of them are not 100% done yet. I mean, they haven't reached Prema Bhakti. Of course, some of them uh, are already liberated souls. Like Shla Prabhupada, he came, he was already liberated, you know. Uh, it, it's just that the Lord hold him down. <laughs> That's another important thing that I read recently. Sometimes the, the impediment to one's spiritual advancement is done by Krishna himself. And he gives the example of Prabhupada that Jagai Madai. They lost their uh, love of Godhead. They were hating Godhead. Their love of Godhead became hate of Godhead. Why? Because Krishna wanted it. So sometimes a devotee's spiritual advancement is hampered by Krishna himself, but that's very high level, just like Arjuna. He bewildered him, right? Or, uh, you know, Prabhupada. Prabhupada was not, I mean, to say when he was in, in his business world with friends or studying at the university, he was not, uh, you know, in Prima Bhakti, definitely not. Does that mean he was not a devotee? No, it's all a play. It's all a show by the Lord. So the pure devotee is so surrendered that if Krishna wants to put me under his maya, okay, I'll do that. If he wants me to, you know, so Krishna plays with his pure devotee, right? So, um, so this, okay, save and accept those Nitya Siddha devotees that come from the spiritual world. Us, within the realm of conditioned devotees, there are some devotees who are Raghunuga Bhakta. So they will be performing devotional service out of love, and they won't like when too many rules are being presented to them, Okay. They won't like it because that will feel simply unnatural, you know. And um, these devotees, they will advance, they will advance. And the Raganuga, once he comes to Baba, he will continue his natural devotional service. But the Vaidhi Bhakta will have to give up his Vaidhi attitude to enter into Baba stage. Because you cannot enter Baba with all those rules and regulations. It would be an impediment. This is all described nicely, you know. So, of course, I, I cannot find now, but I do remember clearly this. So, this is, um, so definitely, yes, reinforcement is on the way. Um, those children will bring about a revolution in the world. Uh, there's no doubt about that. We are starting the thing, you know. But, yes, I'm pretty sure we'll be seeing devote, pure devotees uh, in, in our children or the children of our children. Uh, there's no doubt about this because can you imagine how much that we made it right we made it we are born into uh, unfavorable circumstances with parents who are maybe not devotees or we had very bad association and so on and somehow or other we're here now what to speak of them who from the very beginning they're starting their devotional service it's going to be a, a i'm telling you those iscam children once they grow up and they reach you know our age and they start to preach, they will be very potent, very powerful. Indeed. I have I have faith in that. Okay. Uh, Raj Panchavrabhu. Prabhu, I wanted to ask that if there is heavy sin acting, then can we somehow tell how long will it act heavy? Um, this is all... Um, it depends on, on our repentance. Uh, the Lord is seen in the repenting heart, right? That child in the womb, 
330, uh, 331, I believe, right? The child prayers in the womb. He says, uh, you know, he's praying, my dear Lord, I've done so much, you know, nonsense. Now this but it has to be real and, and you know, uh, sincere. If we're trying to play it uh, deplicious with the Lord, then it will take uh, as long as you're, you're not sincere. You will never act. Just like the sin that they've done with Prabhupada, they will not, they're not going back to Krishna unless they really come to their senses. They will never go back. Not possible. So it's not really much about the size of the sin. It's about the sincerity of repentance that the devotee will manifest. Because it is said, even Krishna says, the most sinful of all sinners, most sinful of all sinners, even he should be considered saintly because he's properly situated in his, in his uh, determination. So most sinful of all sinners, can you imagine? What kind of sin does that mean? We don't even want to be talking about that. So... Um, they got Tamal Krishna. And... Sorry? Uh, uh, like some offenders of Prabhupada. Yes, yes. So even this can be, can be, um, I mean to say, forgiven. The Lord, you know, you think we did not do crazy stuff? Huh? We've been here for longer than Actually, this. Actually, I'm asking for my sins will be provoked. Sorry? Actually, I'm asking for my sins will be proved. Your sins? Well, you're not an offender to Prabhupada. <laughs> when you say offender to Prabhupada, that means, you know, we know them, right? The, the, the so-called Iskon gurus and all. They are real offender. You're not an offender. Your offenses are, are compared to the kicking of the baby. You know, and Prabhupada says that. Kicking of the baby in the womb. Well, he's kicking the mother. He's offensive. No, he's not offensive. He, he's a child. He doesn't know, you know. So uh, let me show you um, a quote. Um, okay. This is, uh, okay, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know why the, the, the quotation of where this is taken from. It's, it's, a, it's from a letter. I know that, but somehow I deleted the, where it's from. Never mind, I will share and you can, you can read this. You read that? Haribo. Who has the question? You can read. I can, I can read. I, oh, come on. Mm, yes, sure. Yes. Yes, progress. A devotional service becomes choked up when there is gross offense to the spiritual master. So far, I'm concerned. You have no offense. You're carrying my order so faithfully in so far in distant place. So you always have my blessings and Lord Chaitanya's blessings. Do not think otherwise. Even if you think you have committed offense, offenses, it is the kicking of a small child, which is taken pleasingly by the parent. So don't worry about it. Krishna will give you all protection. 
I am so pleased. I'm so pleased upon you that you, that on my order, you have gone to distant places and faithfully served the cause. I thank you for this attempt. So the more we surrender to Prabhupada, the more these offenses will not even be cared for. You know, of course, if one is not surrender, he doesn't do anything to try to please Prabhupada and he commits those offenses, then Prabhupada won't be pleased with that person. But you're not in that category. You're trying, you know, you're, you're listening, you're attending these classes, you're trying to preach somehow, whatever you can. So you're sincere. So your so-called offenses are, are not real. This is not, um, of course, you sh we should not um, think that, okay, nothing is, I don't commit offense, I can do whatever I want, but you're not like that. You're sincerely trying, so don't worry about this, you know. Um, so, um, okay, can you read this? Who, who asked the question? Yes, I, I think it was Rush. Okay, never mind, you, you keep, you can read again. Can I read? Uh, let, let Manu Prabhu finish this uh, and you can be next. To be free from all material uh, association. You, you first let Manu Prabhu finish this one and then you are the next one to read. Okay, Prabhu? Free from all material association and to cease completely from committing any further sin. To meditate upon the lowest feet of the Lord means to become free from the effects of all previous sins. The conditions of the material world are so are so made that one has commit has has to commit sins willingly or unwillingly. And the best example is Maharaj Perkshit himself, who was who was a recognized sinless pious king. But he also became a victim of an offense, even though he was ever unwilling to commit such a mistake. He was cursed also, but because he was a great devotee of the Lord, even such reverses of life become favorable. The principle is that one should not unwillingly commit any sins in his life and should constantly remember the lowest fee of the Lord without deviation. Only in such a mood will the Lord help devotees make the regular progress towards the path of liberation and thus attain the lowest feet of the Lord. There is such a Lord saves the surrendered soul from all sins, as confirmed in all scriptures. Okay, so the point here is that we have to be, you know, if we're serious, we should think that if I commit sin, I will be displeasing Prabhupada and Krishna. So why should I do it? But again, to be completely sinless in the material world is not possible. We're committing sin even unwillingly. Hmm. But even though we find we, we fall down sometimes, then Prabhupada quotes this verse here, which is, you know, the, the verse that we normally quote to know this. So, uh, one who has thus given up all other engagement and has taken full shelter at the lotus feet of Hari, the Supreme Personality of God, is very dear to the Lord. Indeed, if such a surrendered soul accidentally commits some sinful activity, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is sitting within everyone's heart, 
immediately takes away the reaction to such sin. So the Lord will, will take away such sin, even if they're very grievous, but it depends on our um, mood. You know. Not that we try to do business with Krishna. Again, here, of course, this one. You know. Even if one commits the most abominable action, if he's engaged in devotional service, he's to be considered saintly because he's properly situated. But you have to be properly situated. Not that you're improperly situated, disobeying the spiritual master day after day, and you expect to have this, um, um, I mean to say, uh, advantage. No. Okay. Uh, let's see if we can finish the questions. I don't know. Uh, okay, here, Virendra. Do some devotee like Shri Prabhupada directly descend from Goloka and go back after establishing their work on earth? So Prabhupada said, yes, Krishna sent him here. So there are devotees who come from the spiritual realm, spiritual planet. They come here, but they don't go back until they have brought with them all their disciples. Um, there was a question like that in a conversation. You know, they asked Prabhupada, is it true that the spiritual master remains in the material universe, I mean, material world, as long as his disciples are not back? Prabhupada said, yes, this is the rule. And therefore, one should be careful not to commit any, any sin. Otherwise, the spiritual master will have to reincarnate again to save that rascal disciple. So Prabhupada will not go back until we rascals also go back with him. Uh, okay. Once I ask His Grace Nagopal Prabhu about this, like what relationship you would like to have with Krishna in the spiritual world, he replied that he is too fallen to think about that. All he can think about now is how to please Sri Prabhupada to his best capacity. That is the aim of his life and nothing more. Yes, that's very, you know, that's the moon. That's why he's our leader, uh, because he's, he's grounded, you know. He's not going to be starting to talk about, you know, uh, Lalita Madhava and uh, Ujval Nilamani, all these uh, devotional books that are there. You know, this is these are the rascals, Sahajas, you know, like uh, Gaudiamat. They speak about these scriptures, even though they don't follow the four regulative principles. Let's be, first of all, let's realize we're not the body, you know, let's go slowly. So he's grounded. He's not going to try to, to speak some uh, pastimes as if he's there. So to think like that, to ask, you know, what do you, would you like to be in the spiritual? And that's too, it's not good. Of course, I'm sure you, 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 did, you asked that a long time ago. So that's, that's not good because this is taking things cheaply, you know. I, I remember one time I asked one devotee, um, uh, who are you more attached to, you know, Krishna or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? <laughs> I was brand new. I had not taken initiation. I was in a... So now that I think back of this, yeah, that was that was boastful. I just didn't know what to say, and I, I you know, I just said something. So that's not good, you know. Uh, we should not take this spiritual life cheaply, you know. We we're speaking just now the the emotions that those devotees will have, you know, the fear of even knowing who we are. Are we freed from that impersonal, um, that fear because we have still an impersonal understanding of spiritual life? Uh, okay, Kumar. I'm practicing Krishna consciousness since last one year. How to make devotee my wife? She is helping me Krishna consciousness practice, but she has not yet become devotee. Please guide your. Okay, so where are you joining from? In which group did you receive this invitation? So what you should do 
is exactly what you're doing now. Continue associating with devotees, continue listening to the devotees, okay? Um, you should find out also where you are, uh, I mean to say, you should find out if there are any centers, ISCAM centers near you. Of course, we don't have so many at the time, but if you're in India, there might be one near you. So try contacting one of our devotees, whoever you came through, okay? If it was, I mean, through a message online on Facebook or whatever, contact that devotee who, where you have seen that post, you try to get in touch. Where, where are you? Maybe you can write it down here, you know, write where you are and some devotee here maybe can get in touch with you. So continue listening to lectures like this. Continue chanting Hare Krishna. Continue reading Shaprabhat books. At the moment, don't care too much making your wife a devotee. You care about making yourself a devotee. And because your wife is attached to you, while she sees you change, that will automatically affect her. You don't have to do separate endeavor. Because at the moment, you are not strong so much in your faith. That needs to be increased. Uh, when we study Krishna consciousness, our um, conviction of the philosophy is not grounded yet. So you become convinced first. And by your conviction, your wife will automatically follow you because she's attached to you. So by your spiritual advancement, naturally your wife will follow. You know? um, and that's there. Maybe we can just show one verse and then we will continue. Um, so she will she will benefit. From your uh, from your spiritual advancement, she will benefit also. So this is very important that. And, and spiritual advancement can only happen with the association of devotees. You know? um, continue. Just one moment. Huh? Okay. So, can you read this, uh, Mr. Who has this? Yeah, Shailesh, Mr. Shailesh, could you, can you read this? Yes, Prabhuji. Yeah. The relationship between husband and wife is firmly established when the life is faithful and translation the first. Please read the translation first. Thank uh, you. Between the husband and wife, one person is sufficient to execute this devotional service. Because of their good relationship, both of them will enjoy the result. Therefore, if the wife is unable to execute the process, the husband should carefully do so, and the faithful wife will share the result. The relationship between husband and wife is firmly established when the wife is faithful and the husband sincere. The even if the wife, being weaker, is unable to execute devotional service with her husband. If she is chaste and sincere, she shares half of her husband's activities. Yes. So that's why do not worry about making her a devotee. Worry about making yourself a devotee. Okay. And uh, by your own spiritual advancement, 
she will follow because she's attached to you. That's that's nice because <clears throat> we want to be pleasing those that we love, is it not? So by seeing you becoming a devotee and, and seeing that you're advancing and you're developing nice qualities and all, she will see that and she, oh, I want to please my husband also. Let me follow. Or let me try also to chant Hare Krishna. And she will want to please you and she knows that, oh, why don't you chant? Okay, she will start chanting and so on. So first you be concerned with yourself, Prabhu. And uh, you keep association with devotees. So online, you try to, to join one of our group, you know. Um, again, like I'm saying, contact one of, of the devotees. Do you have one of the contact of one of our devotees here? Guruji, I am actually connected with, I am, I am actually residing in a very remote area from the temple. Uh, temple is approximately more than 100 kilometers far away from here. And I am connected through online Zoom based, based from Delhi. I am, and one of my Siksha Guru is there. He is also guiding me. Uh, okay. So you, you're not in touch with any of our devotees here in this group? No, Prabhuji. Presently, I am not physically not uh, in touch with devotees. Okay. Here, you see in the, you can see the chat section. So... I'm putting my, my, my number here. Uh, sorry. Uh, how, to, how to send to okay, everyone in meeting. Okay, I'm put, this is my number. Are you seeing this in the chat? Yes, Prabhuji. Okay, so you add my WhatsApp, and then we can keep in touch. You know? So when there are future lectures like this, you can attend. Uh, I, there are many speakers more qualified than me that will speak also. You can also come and attend their lectures. So in this way, if you hear, it's important to hear from bona fide devotees, you will sharpen your understanding of the philosophy. So you keep associating in this way, you keep chanting Hare Krishna, you keep reading Prabhupada's books. And in this way, you will become stronger and your wife will be turned. That's for yes. sure. Thank you. Okay. So we can discuss more, uh, more uh, specific uh, things that you can do to to help yourself. We can discuss more on on WhatsApp later on. Hare Krishna. Okay. Now, uh, next, Prabhu, when will part three of that series be out? So Raj Panchal is asking about uh, the um, what is Bhaktivikas Swami part three. Yeah. Actually, it's it's film. You know, when I did that, I filmed it in one day, and then the next day, the the, the third part. You know, I did. So it's been a, finished a long time. I just didn't finish editing. I've started somehow or other. I was carried away by other services. Hare Krishna Prabhu Shri Prabhupada says, take nectar if there is there in a pot of poison. So how do we take this in this context? Yes, take nectar is in the pot of poison. But if there's a pot without poison, why don't you take that one? No, take nectar if there's a pot of poison means you don't have another choice. So... You see, <clears throat> we are after pure devotional service. We're not after the point of poison. So within our context, you're in a pure society. Uh, let's say some devotee has got some bad um, habits or something, but he's saying something in line with Prabhupada. Then yes, you can follow that. But not in a place where it's uh, a pot of poison with some nectar in it. You see what I mean? Uh, there is difference between a pot of poison with some nectar and a pot of nectar with some poison. So at the moment, what is happening with the worldwide movement is that so many uh, so-called senior devotees are disobeying Prabhupada. So it's poison is everywhere. 
So why do you go there to seek nectar? Go where nectar is. Mm. So we should take, uh, the goal is to reach 10% Krishna consciousness, not half. If you are under the guidance of devotees who are contaminated, you cannot make genuine spiritual progress. It's not possible. And that is in what? Nectar of Instruction Mantra 5 in the purport, right? Prabhupada says, you must accept a Mahabhagavata as spiritual master. If you don't do that, okay, yeah, you won't be able to, what is it? He won't be able to provide all the spiritual necessities. What does that mean? That means you're not going back to Krishna, bluntly put, you know, you're not going back to Krishna because you don't have all the transcendental necessities. What does that mean? Finished. So, um, so that's it, Prabhu. You, you know where nectar is, take nectar there. You know, and within that realm, if you see some little, you know, poison, like, oh, that devotee's quality is not so good and so on, or this is going on, doesn't matter, don't care for this, you take the nectar. Okay, uh, Subhara Prabhu has quoted that verse about, uh, you know, Maharaj Parikshit, the grandson of the Pandavas, was from his very childhood a great devotee of the Lord. Even while playing with dolls, he used to worship Lord Krishna by imitating the worship of the family deity. Yeah. So all our children should be doing this. In the beginning, I was I was doubtful, you know, whether I should give small Gauranitai deity to my son. I was thinking, you know, what to do? Uh, he's going to be committing so many offenses and all. But then I remember that story. Um, I do not know if it was Sanatan Goswami or Rupa Goswami who saw the children, right, playing with the, the Krishna deity. And uh, he said, no, what are you doing? You know, this is the Lord. You should not do that. And then later on in his dream, the Lord came and he said, no, why? I, I loved the way that they played with me. Please. So remembering that, I thought, okay, you know, at least it's, they're small. It's Goranitai. And I'm, I'm starting already to introduce, uh, he knows how to do a chaman already. He, he, he puts the tilak, of course. He hasn't taken shower in the morning. He doesn't take shower still yet. He takes at night, and otherwise my wife would not be able to handle with two children. But, you know, something is there, and it's better than him playing Legos, right? Because when he comes in the morning, I have to give class. During class, the, 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 the boga has not been offered yet. So what is he going to do? So normally I used to give him toys. So sometimes with the toys, it's going to create disturbance in the temple room. So I thought, what can I do? So I, I got this idea, okay, let me just buy two small, you know, five inches Guaranita. And he's doing, he's doing his Abhishek, you know, with water. Then he's dressing them. My wife is helping. So it's definitely correct, you know. But better keep Guaranita, in my opinion. At least you're kind of safe. And then his DTs, every time he changes them, we put them uh, on the, there's a cupboard there, you know, we put them on top. So... Our, our children should definitely follow in the footstep of Maharaj Pradikshit. Namita Soni Mataji. So, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Pranam. What is the best time to do rounds as it stretches later and later? So, Brahma Muhurta, one and a half hour before sunrise. That's the best time. Uh, mode of goodness. Nobody is up yet. Leave the phone in the room. Don't bring the phone. Wake up as early as you can, at least. And just chant as soon as, you know, you wake up shower you know right you brush your teeth everything take shower and then the next thing is is chanting on your beat that should be as natural as getting dressed it, there, there should not be anything else happening after waking up that is the life of a devotee as soon as you wake up you brush your teeth you take shower you drink some water and you start chanting that is must there's if you want to advance spiritually there's no other option you must chant of course if really it's impossible which generally is uh, nothing is impossible 
Uh, then, okay, you've tried to find some other time, but you know, best is early morning. As you have asked, what's the best time? Early morning. Um, okay, um, so Manu, Manu Prabhu, I may have missed, okay, Krishna Prabhu, I may have misheard you, Prabhu, but when Krishna himself hampers your devotion, what does that mean again? Is that a sign that one is a pure devotee? Also, wouldn't Iskon gurus use this as an excuse for their offense against Shaprapa? Yeah, they would use anything and everything. I, I wouldn't be uh, surprised that one of these rascals would, um, I mean to say, those one of these bogus guru who are not pure devotee would use uh, such excuse, you know, uh, that, uh, yes, you see here Prabhupada says that sometimes, uh, I'll show you. Um, it's actually... Again, I, I've I've given the example that Prabhupada says, you know, where is the one that I'm just now alone? That's a possible Just give me one second. Yes, because sometimes the pure devotee is also bewildered, you know, just like Lord Brahma became bewildered, not Lord Shiva became bewildered. So there's always arrangement, but these are temporary arrangements for the, the teachings of the conditioned souls, just like Lord Brahma became attracted to his daughter. So why did that happen? Krishna wanted to create an event that the highest person on the on, in the universe can become attracted to a woman that's his daughter. So he stay, he's establishing the fact that being attached to women is the gateway to hell. You know, if you are too attached to a woman, there's no way that you're going back to Godhead. So he's showing like that, and that how much we should be careful, never trusting that we can control our senses in the company of women. Therefore, we should be very much restricting our association with women. It has to be very much, uh, you know, under restrictions. Okay, now... Um, I don't know if I can find this, you know. But as I said, Prabhu, Prabhupada was quoting uh, Jagai and Madai falling from the spiritual world. So definitely it's hampering their spiritual advancement because pure devotee also advancing in the spiritual world. But, you know, he completely made them forget. But that was for his enjoyment. So, and Prabhupada, Prabhupada had to come exactly in 1965. You know, Krishna had to arrange everything, the hippie movement, and, you know, everybody's seeking some spiritual life. And Prabhupada comes, you know, as a senior, as a form of a senior 70-year-old, which, which is what they needed. They needed some senior men to come and, you know, show them the right path because all those so-called senior leaders were just creating wars and chaos. So everything was perfectly arranged by the Lord. Okay, uh, Prabhu, I won't be able to, to find this now. My, my brain is a bit burning now, and I, I'm not sharp. Oh, oh, no, okay. Yes, I found it. <laughs> Krishna's mercy, right? Okay, here it is. Okay, um... Can you see my screen? Yes. Yes, I can see your screen. Uh, okay, who, who would like to read this? Yeah, according to Shlavishvana. 
someone who's never read, never read. Can I, Prabhu? Hare Krishna. Yes, sure. Sure, Madhuri. According to Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Dakura, there are two kinds of impediments to devotional service. The first is an offense at the lotus feet of a Vaishnava. This is called Vaishnava Abharada. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu warned his devotees not to commit Vaishnava Abharada, which he described as the mad elephant offense. When a mad elephant enters a beautiful garden, it destroys everything, leaving a barren field. Similarly, the power of Vaishnava Abharada is so great that even an advanced devotee becomes almost devoid of his spiritual assets if he commits if he commits it. Since Krishna consciousness is eternal, it cannot it cannot be destroyed altogether, but advancement may be checked for the time being. Thus, Vaishnava Bharata is one kind of impediment to devotional service. Sometimes, however, the Supreme Personality of Godhead or his devotee desires to impede one's devotional service. For example, Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha were formerly Jaya and Vijaya the gatekeepers in Vaigunda, but by the desire of the Lord, they became his enemies for three lives. Thus, the desire of the Lord is another kind of impediment. But in both cases, the pure, the pure devotee, once advances in Krishna consciousness, cannot be lost. Following the orders of his superiors, Swayam Bhuva and Lord Brahma, Priyavarta accepted family life, but this did not uh, did not mean he lost his position in devotional service. Krishna consciousness is perfect and eternal, and therefore it cannot be lost under any circumstances because the material world is full of obstructions to advancement in Krishna consciousness. There may there may appear to be many impediments, yet Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, declares in Bhagavad Gita 9.31, Kaundeya Pradijanihi Name Bhakta Pranashyati. Once one has taken shelter at the lotus feet of the Lord, he cannot be lost. In this mm. verse... No, sorry. Yeah, so just this is fine. So you see, so Jai and Vijay, by the, by the <clears throat> desire of the Lord, they lost their Krishna consciousness. They came in the material world and acted as, as demons. All right, so if you say that the Lord is impending your spiritual advancement, then you're not fit to be taken shelter of. Because although Vijay and Jai, uh, Vijay, Jai and Vijay are pure devotee, when they were in the form of Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyaksha, and so on, they were demons. They were not fit to be surrendered to. So you're saying, okay, you're being impeded by, by the Lord. If you think you're on that level, all right, I'll give it to you. But still, I cannot take shelter of you because you're bewildered, right? Anyway, so this, um, and this is all bogus nonsense because uh, uh, then the, the, the Lord is doing this. You know, I'm, I'm falling with this woman and that, ah, the Lord has done that. I'm doing this, ah, the Lord has done this. Uh, these kind of people at the end, uh, what is that? Uh, argumentum vaculum. At one point, you just need to kick on their face because they're so rascal. There's one guy like this. What is this? I don't even want to mention his name. 
he's kissing women left and right. They have their party of hugging and this and, and oh, we have Prema. What can you argue with these people? Just leave, a, stay away from them, you know. Uh, there's nothing you can do. But anyway, we see that sometimes Krishna even arranged, but who they arrange for? Jai and Vijay, pure devotees from Vaikuntha, you know. So even though sometimes it appears, you know, because the pastimes of the pure devotee also seem to be just like someone who's advancing spiritually, just like Prabhupada was going step by step, you know, Grihastasham and so on and so on. So Krishna arranges that so that we have an example to look to. The perfect example of, you know, being a, a son, the perfect example of being Grihasta and so on, then Vanaprastha and Sanyas. Prabhupada has showed us everything perfectly. So we have, some, our spiritual master has done it. So we, we know how to do it in the future. Yeah? Uh, but it doesn't have to be like this. Sukadev Goswami, he came out. There was absolutely no touching of Maya. All he had to do was, you know, hear Srimad Bhagavatam and then he became pure devotee very fast. Hmm. The four Kumaras also, they were liberated and then they became devotee. Uh, so the, the Lord can do whatever he wants with his pure devotees because they accept, you know, whatever you want, my Lord. You want to put me into bewilderment, you can do it. But the Lord will do this with his pure devotee. Not some, if we are bewildered, it's because we're rascal. It's not the same thing, okay? Uh, actually, us is still Vaishnava Parad. It's still in the realm of Vaishnava Parad. Why? Uh, Prabhupada is telling us. Uh, you chant Hare Krishna attentively. You don't indulge in sense gratification. We don't. So if we disobey, it's Vaishnava Parat. Because yeah. it is said that there's two ways. Uh, uh, Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur says, yeah, two kind of a impediment to spiritual advancement. Vaishnava Parat and the other. So we are in the realm of Vaishnava Parat. Uh, but there's different degree. Their degree is much higher. At least we're trying to become free from this Vaishnava Parat. Everything, uh, spiritual advancement basically means liberating oneself from Aparada. Because we started with Aparada. We left Krishna. Uh, and this Adal Shada, Tada, Sadhu, Sangha, Bhajana, Kriya, it's the whole process of, of, of becoming freed from Aparada. That's the whole point. We're all Aparadis. We're in the material world. We're, we're uh, prisoners, you know. We're trying to get out of this Aparada. Okay. Um, how to get Mahabhagavata devotee for guidance. Well, this is a long topic. It's already 1040. Um, Shla Prabhupada says he's there in his books. There's two forms, Vapu and Vani. Uh, Vapu is the physical form and Vani is the instruction. So Vani is still available and Prabhupada is a Mahabhagata. He has proven by, um, by you know, uh, by his personal example, by his potency in making tens of thousands of devotees and the whole Krishna consciousness is based on his, uh, you know, expanding the movement outside of India. So he's a Mahabhagavata and he's still there in his books. If you read his books sincerely, he will reciprocate with you. He will. And if you're sincerely praying, he will reciprocate. Hmm. A few days ago, I was, I was praying, you know, this, this, um, Vandanam is very important also. Not just Shavanam Kirtanam, but we should start to expand, you know, Shavan Kirtanam are the beginning, but we should start to expand into the other realms of devotional service, other activities. Vandanam, Dasyam, Atmani, all these things, of course, Atmani Vedanam is later, but offering prayers, not just the formal prayers, you know, we chant every day, you know, Samsara, Dava, yes, that's nice, but in times where there is no uh, forceful offering of prayers, we should also be offering prayers. Sometimes if you see the deity, just go there and offer prayers, you know, uh, uh, to Prabhupada like this. So if that, that will start to spark a bit our, our spontaneous devotional attitude. So um, 
in this way, I was praying. I was thinking, you know, of course, Prabhupada has got his instructions laid down in his books. But I was thinking personally, what should I do here in China? What is the next step I should be taking? You know, so I was praying like that, and I, I was asking Prabhupada, um, if you could please uh, let me know specifically, you know, what is the thing I should be doing. So that very night, I dreamed I was distributing books. I was preaching and distributing books. I was, you know, distributing books to some uh, drunkard guy, you know, and uh, he didn't he didn't get a book, but he gave a big donation. You know, so I was like, okay, all right. And then I was distributing books to this uh, um, actor, you know, uh, who who you know this X Men movie. He does Wolverine. You know, he reads Bhagavad Gita. I was I was preaching to him. Of course, it's all in dream. But then I woke up and I knew, okay, I have to start doing this somehow or other. I have to do book distribution in China, even though you know I thought that would almost be impossible to go out there and do it. But I got the answer. So Prabhupada is still there. Uh, through his books. So you do that. And if you want proper guidance from Prabhupada, you should get also the help of devotees who are surrendered to Prabhupada. So in this way, you're asking questions. I'm answering. I'm not answering my realizations. Actually, it's Prabhupada's realization that he's present in his vani. I don't have full realization of this, but I'm transferring the knowledge. So a Shiksha Guru, bona fide Shiksha Guru is a transparent via medium between the neophyte and the Mahabhagavata. He doesn't He's not opaque. He's not in the middle and say, you look at me. No, he's transparent. You can see through. In other words, he's leading you to Prabhupada. He's not there to accept your worship. He's not there to stop the, 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 the real knowledge. He's in between. No, no, it's transparent. Everything flows. The worship, you go to Prabhupada. The real knowledge, unadulterated, I'll give to you. That is bona fide shikshabu. Okay. I think 1040. Uh, I think... Uh, we can stop it here. So thank you very much uh, for having tolerating uh, such a long session, two hours, 40 minutes. So uh, we hope that uh, we have learned something today. And uh, I thank you very much for your kind association. Um, Krishna Kata cannot happen only with someone speaking. It has to happen also with qualified, uh, those who listen. So I have definitely learned, I have you know, new realization from speaking in front of all you excited Vaishnavas. So I'd like to humble, uh, from a humble obeisance to all of you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. This your realizations are awesome and really it was a nectar. The lecture was your association is great. That's yes, I think proper. Thank you. It's all proper. <laughs> nothing, nothing here. Thank you very much. Thank you all for having uh, attended the session. So, Anantakuti Vaishnava Vrindiki Jai Shaprapad Ki Jai Atayago Pramande Hari Hari Go. Hari Krishna. Thank you so much, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hari Hari. Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. You don't know. No, 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 no